Hello and welcome everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Xbox Best Friends. My name is Dave. I'll be your host for tonight, and I'm going. Oh my god! <laughs> Off to a good start. Off to a fantastic start, as always, because there was a sore lacking of the air horn in the last episode. So I think this is just kind of making up for it. There really was. Uh, just I was disappointed in you all. <laughs> Like I was uh, like I was going to say, uh, I am joined today by, of course, Josh and Kyle. And after many, many, many weeks of not having him and missing his sweet, soothed voice, we are once again joined back by Nate. Guess Ooh. who's back? Can you please can you please say it for me, please? <laughs> what am I saying? Come on! Man. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot. <clears throat> Something about it's been a while. Waking up about clothes being removed. Wake me I don't up. remember. Oh, <laughs> don't wake don't up, remember. baby, we're naked. <clears throat> wake up, baby, from we're naked. Uh, from uh, oh, that, that uh, semi-pro movie or whatever that bad movie. Oh my god! Is that what it's actually from? Is that I, yeah? I forgot. Oh, I didn't even know that was a reference. I just remember Nate took ownership of it though, and just oh, like, yeah, it's mine. <laughs> yep. Let's fill we'll a bathtub and sweat. That was the whole thing. But anyway, it's oh, good to man. have you back, Nate. And yeah, we missed you. We missed you good so to much. Be back. And uh, I guess the best way to do this would be to start talking about what games we've been playing, and also also make this kind of an addendum for Nate as well. Nate, if you want to talk about games that you may have missed that you're, ex- you're excited to get into that came out while you were gone that you want to get back, <coughs> you actually want to play, uh, I invite you to talk about that too. So I guess we'll start with i guess we'll go in order here so and then have me go last so josh go first oh you went on me first like well i had my cough button switched <laughs> jesus <laughs> josh um, go first <laughs> 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 um yeah anyway um so obviously uh i i actually i didn't get to play much this week because i was so freaking busy so uh, most of my gaming has been over the last two days where I didn't do anything. Uh, I literally didn't do anything yesterday. I think I played video games for like 16 hours, oh, maybe longer, so maybe sad. like 20. So I didn't sad. do anything, literally anything. Uh-huh. But uh, I played, uh, you know, I played uh, Destiny, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's still going. It's going on. That was um, a unique one. I played a little bit of uh, Hearthstone. Oh, I was like, where's it at? <laughs> there it is. Um, what else did I play? Oh, I started Uncharted 4. Yes. Uh-huh. Holy crap, man. Where are you at? Uh, I'm only on about chapter 6. So mm. I think Nicole and I played for two and a half, three hours. So we're not super far. I guess in terms of Uncharted, that's a decent distance. But like... We didn't have time all week to play, and we were just super busy, and then she was sick, and so Uh-oh. so uh, Saturday we were like, let's do this. Let's boot this up, and we started playing, and I, that game is it's just, pretty good, right? yeah, it's beautiful, it's, pretty it's good. really well written and acted, and like, it's just like, there's a lot of, a lot of interesting things, like, kind of under the surface. Well, not, um, not according to the Washington Post. 
<laughs> yeah, whatever, man. I, I love that review. You guys should go read it just for entertainment's sake. I, I'm, actually gonna, I'm gonna go read this now just because. My thing is like, who the hell cares? <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it's funny that that, that some. <laughs> that this it's happened. so funny that like, at least like now the IGN review, like everybody can ignore that, mm-hmm. even though they changed it to a nine. Who was like, they changed it? Well, because it was a review in progress when it was an 8.8, and they said this is uh, not the final score. I see. Uh, and then, and then everyone got on them, and then, it, and then when they were done writing the review, it became a nine. I saw a lot of sexist stuff getting thrown out. Oh uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's so dumb, man. That makes me so you angry. Know, but what is what does she know about games, right? <sighs> Obviously, <laughs> uh, she's sexist. But at least the Washington Post review came came to the rescue. You know, now everyone can just maybe that was the that. point. Maybe that was the point of the article. Honestly, I didn't yeah. even really want to read. I'm on it right now, and I'm just like ready to x out because the title says "Uncharted 4." This part for this four part series should have ended after part one. I'm just like, uh, all right, it's beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful, right? Just about to, and another <laughs> another good quote. Uh, the Uncharted games have never excelled at storytelling. Uh, <laughs> he, he makes a point for his case is the thing at least yeah but uh, it's not like he's just being mad true. I mean obviously he's mad but it's 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 yeah. pretty fun reading in my opinion I liked it I, and I, I fucking I, love the game yeah well I like I like people having different opinions and honestly I, I with games that get just like universally praised you kind of have that expectation that you have to love it when you play it which is I, I don't necessarily like that so I like that somebody that I actually kind of like it when somebody doesn't like the game because it just seems more realistic to me. I guess. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But there's something like I don't know. Whatever. Who? You know what? It could be a whole topic in and of itself. Who gives a shit? That's what I say. Yeah, it's not derailed too Um, much. (laughs) So, man, what else did I play? Oh, and then of course Doom. Yes. Uh Doom. Which we'll talk about, and I, I was actually kind of after the beta, I was actually a little scared. Like, what if it's not good? I think everybody good. like the beta or good, not like it. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good. I'm really having fun with it, and uh, you will too. If you like Doom One and Two, you'll like it. But we'll talk about it. I mean, we can talk about it now. I think uh, uh Kyle, you've been playing it, right? Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, Dave, you haven't been playing it yet, but you're gonna. Yeah, I will eventually get it. I'm probably gonna. It's gonna be like my summer game, I think. Like, because there's gonna be a point where I'm gonna be kind of like, you know, sick of the other games I'm playing, and I'm gonna play something else. I'll get Doom and play. Gotcha. Summer yeah. games are gold. So, have you guys played the multiplayer for it yet? Yeah, I, it, I played yeah. the beta. It's, uh, not great. Yeah, that's what I, I don't heard. know what all the hate's about. I thought I, I thought I it was like okay. It. No, I don't. I, mean, I don't hate it. It's just like um. I feel like it would have been, like, it would have been really compelling, and people would have really loved it if it came out six or seven years ago. <laughs> you know what oh. I mean? But it's like it feels that multiplayer feels like it's from six yeah. or seven years ago. I think so that's just like point, oh, Overwatch in a way feels like an old style shooter game. The only oh my god, <laughs> that, that was, was out of nowhere. Yeah, I think that was. Was that is Overwatch one of the dings? It's probably going to be one of the dings. Oh, I mean, it's a Blizzard at this point. Yeah. It's a Blizzard yeah, that's game. true. It is a Blizzard game. So, oh well, Chalk you know. It up. said Blizzard. So, Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay. This horn is gonna fucking. We really need to. <laughs> we need like, to cool it on the horn. 
we we have to make up for last episode but not that much (laughs) (laughs) it's like valleys and peaks with this thing i swear yeah yeah um so yeah the multiplayer it's not bad it's just like there's there's nothing really all that like fascinating or or interesting running through it there's nothing new there it doesn't well it's so it's developed by a different developer than id right no, it's it. No, it's, no, it's it. It's a, it's it's a, a different team stuff or something. Because like it's been changed a lot, but yeah, it's it. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's um, yeah, Wolfenstein it's, is developed by somebody I, else, but I think what people are mad about is that it's just this multiplayer just doesn't have much to say. It's just very much like a. Why does it need to? Well, well, it doesn't need to. It doesn't need to say anything. It's just yeah. like there's just nothing really like all that different about it. There's like you, pl- I, I will play it when I have the urge to be like i just want to shoot stuff yeah and not think too much i mean there's there's that like the demographic we're talking about is only part of it the other half is like oh they changed too much it's not like the like the original doom which is fucking weird yeah really because i think it's duty and stuff which i mean like yeah like oh (laughs) the you're still talking about the multiplayer yeah yeah it is it is it's it's like quake with a progression system Mm -hmm. but that's fine i mean it's yeah. not it's not even bad it's just kind of like remember remember that these games of old remember how fun they were and here's like a new coat of paint on it if you still kind of long for that i mean people still play uh quake live all the time and that game looks like that game looks like poop and it's <laughs> it's still like really popular it's because it's still like mechanically a fun game but uh mm-hmm. the hell am i hearing I don't know Something what that is. I'm hearing some. It sounds like like a sounds like a notification from a different app. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Um, keep moving. Keep moving. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's just like the multiplayer is just kind of like, oh, okay, this isn't really like this isn't going to be your new Halo or your but new. Here's here's my opinion on the whole thing because it's like we have how many shooters that are coming out this year, right? Like Call of Duty's coming out again, Battlefield One, which. You know, it's going to be set in World War One, but still mechanically, to be assumed, is going to be similar to other Battlefield games. And like, right. we've we've got Halo Five, which is pretty fast paced. Like the shooter genre in general has has become something else entirely. And so to see Doom coming back in this old schooly sort of way, in my opinion, is like there. It doesn't need to be anything more than that. Its charm is in is just in what it exists in. As a, yeah, as sure. a side note, for that ba- makes sense. As a side note for Battlefield One, I'm gonna throw shit if they have like a UAV blimp or something like that. <laughs> like, a UAV, blimp. yeah, or like, Shoots or like down missiles. an airstrike with World War One like propeller planes, which is like World War One propeller I, planes just had. I love bullets. that. Yeah, it was well, just... I mean, I guess the propeller plane kill strike or uh, thing would work. Yeah, that's nice. I don't know, dude. I, I think Battlefield One looks so cool, but that's. It'll That's be neither insane. here nor there right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Doom. <laughs> I, the Doom multiplayer is kind of... It's whatever. It's fine. It's not bad. It's just fine. It's, it's fine. Kind of like it. This this exists. <laughs> yeah. And if you like it, there's nothing wrong... There's nothing wrong with you liking it. You know what I mean? Not that mm-hmm. there's anything wrong with anyone liking anything, but... Um, well, maybe some things, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> getting off... Getting off track. Uh... But I think where the game really shines is the single player, because I think the single player, they really went out of their way to be like, let's try and 
emulate the feeling you got playing Doom 1 and 2. Like, they've really done a lot to open up the space again, which in in, uh, Doom 3, I mean, since they were like, let's make a horror game, they made a lot of... Yeah, they made all these claustrophobic environments where there's tight corridors and stuff. That not so much in this game. They made all the areas like really open, just like one in Doom One and Two, so you can run around in them. Um, except that uh, in Doom One and Two, it was all very like flat surfaces, and this is the first game. I don't remember if Doom Three had a jump, but this is the first game in my memory in the Doom series that has a jump, but also has like platforming mechanics, and they. They did a really good job of like designing the the air, the combat areas, if you will, um, in the maps to have like a lot of platforming areas, so you yeah. can like run around and just chain your weapons together mm-hmm. and stuff. It's just really satisfying and really fun. Um, there is a story, but not as much as uh, I don't know if you remember in Doom Three they hired some sci-fi writer to actually write a story. Uh, oh. There is a story here, but it's like so not important like you can just run by it like <laughs> yeah. um and i just don't like, i don't care about it it's like sure a scientist hell portal cool all right just give me the thing you know um it's like it, it's kind of it's like there if you want it but it it's not important at all it's pretty um, much just to establish the idea that to explain why the game exists yeah, yeah i mean it follows it follows uh, John Carmack's like original um, vision, like his idea of video game stories, which today, you know, I think most of us would disagree with because he said like video game stories are like the stories in a porno. It's like it's expected to be there, but it's not all that important. Uh, yeah, I disagree with that 100%. Which we would all disagree with. Yeah. But in terms of like a game like Doom, I would agree. Well, considering uh, what kind of games he makes, that makes total sense that he would think like that, and that's fine for the games he makes. Cause yeah, that's you know, mm-hmm. it's well, what... he's he comes from a from a uh, like a sector, uh, old sector of like the of industry the that industry? was like <laughs> just gameplay. Like John no, just make the, make the gameplay that? and the visuals as stunning and awesome as possible. When the game right? was all about mechanics and design. Yeah. yeah. Um. Which is a just fair, but uh, yeah, and um, I it, the game is freaking gorgeous. I oh, will yeah. say it looks amazing. I, I mean, it doesn't look as good as as like Uncharted Four, I would say, but it's up there. Um, like, there's like a part where you first come out and you see Mars, and you're just like, Jesus Christ! And uh, there's like pieces of sand getting stuck in your visor, and so it's just like crazy. Yeah. Um, it runs really beautifully, 60 frames per second. I haven't had any issues on my PC or anything. Um, the way that they treat... They have a map now, which is amazing, because getting I used to get lost in 1 and Doom, like, constantly. Uh, Didn't they have a map in that All the too? time. No, no, I don't think so. Okay, never mind. Um, I mean, I could be proven wrong, but there, there's a map in this game, and it shows you where everything is, and... Um, it's great. It's so awesome just being able to get around. Uh, the collectibles are these little like Doom bobbleheads. Um, those are great. <laughs> those are amazing. When you pick oh. them up, they play like these faint little um, renditions of the original Doom theme, like the. Uh, 
so that's really nice. Um, there's a progression system now, which at first I was like, why does Doom need a progression system? And then when you start getting into it, you're like, oh it my god, really I wanna, good, right? Yeah, you're like, I want to track down it. all these things and level up my guns and give me more health and stuff, and it's pretty satisfying actually. Um, I think it works really good with the ramp and difficulty because yeah. like in the beginning of the game, when you don't have anything, it doesn't uh, set you up against too many enemies. And then whenever enemies start coming in, it's like, okay, well, you can have more ammo or more health, and you have to make, like, strategic decisions and stuff. I really like yeah. it. Yeah. And, I mean, you can max... I think... I'm guessing you can max out just by getting all of the collectibles, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. I love that the game is now separating into stages again, like one and two was, oh, or at so the end. Good. It's like, you did this percentage of stuff. You found this many secrets out of this many secrets and Three stuff. Was like, like yes. That. Yeah, um, and honestly, my favorite part of the game are the rune trials, and there are not enough of them. There are not enough rune trials. So the rune trial—you haven't gone to those like green, uh, like rocks that you touch, and it's like you have twelve seconds to kill like thirty of these things, and all you have is a shotgun. And if you do it, you get this rune. I you haven't have done those been- yet. No, I'm not very deep into the game. Kyle, they're so cool. So they're hidden in the maps. There's like maybe two or three in each level after a certain point. And there, I think there's maybe 20 total. And um, I'm looking at one right now because I actually have the game up. But it says, use the, shot, the combat shotgun to eliminate all targets before the timer expires. Health levels are critical. Use armor to survive. And you only have a minute. Um, and... Uh, it's oh god it's so cool um (laughs) so i I had to do one today that was like a platforming one where it was like you have 15 seconds to get to the end of this map collecting these little like demon runes every time you collect one it it ups your timer by one second so you had to do it like perfectly basically because by the end you only have like two seconds left and they're really fun i if (laughs) i swear to god if it released like a hundred of these in a DLC pack, I'd buy it day one. They're so cool. <laughs> it's it's sort of like it reminds me of when like mod people would create these crazy Doom levels where I'd be like, here's a shotgun and there's like 50, 50 pinkies outside. Like if you want to get to the end, you got to do this. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. sort of like that. And I, I'm like, I really want more of them because they're so cool. It sounds cool. like it's just like a amplifying the crazy aspects that's already in the game. Yeah, it's just like, how do we take the mechanics of the game and and create these like fun little challenges? And I don't mm-hmm. think the challenges are all that difficult. I had one that was kind of hard. I had to retry a few times, but like, I just want more of them. They're so cool. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. I think, I think, I mean, I've been talking forever. I don't, uh, <laughs> Kyle, you should say something. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that deep into the game. It's, uh, I'm playing on Xbox, so I don't know if you guys have seen any any of this, but like the load times are really ridiculous on the Xbox One for Doom, and it's oh, pretty no. annoying. I'm playing on PC; they only take a couple seconds. Well, there you go. That's that sounds dope because I'm getting frustrated. Like, but I mean, it's not like it's a necessarily difficult game, at least where I'm at. So, like, it's not like I'm dying over and over again. So, it's not that big of an issue. Um, I really enjoy the level structure, like you were saying. Uh, like, I just got to. Uh, I don't know what I'd fucking even call it, but I, I want to say I'm like maybe close to an hour into the game. That's it. Cause I've been so preoccupied with uncharted, but 
It's yeah. super fast. Um, I love that you can uh, progress both like your armor, but also the individual weapons, which is really fun. Uh, it's just there's a huge emphasis on m- movement and momentum. I feel like, yeah. So like, you uh, move fast as hell. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, you move crazy fast. And like I remember, at least in the first couple of uh, fights that I was in, running around with a shotgun and needing to constantly look for like. Uh, a glory kill because the glory kill will get you like more health and ammo and stuff that you need. And so like, I just go around shotgunning everyone and then glory killing everyone, like just jumping almost from like uh demon to demon. And, and it's just, it's so exciting. And like, it, it's, it's the first time I felt like this sort of power fantasy fulfilled so well since probably like halo one, you know? Wow. Yeah. I, I, would like, say I feel like so, modern yeah. games, like it's it cre- it becomes so monotonous and and simple to the point where it's like, oh, I don't feel like I'm I'm this fucking master, but in Doom, I definitely feel like I'm yeah. like the boss of the shit. I'm not a master chief, <laughs> but no, right. like, like I mean, the game starts off with a bang, and mm-hmm. it oh, never stops. Yeah, it doesn't take like, all this time trying to yeah like build up exposition and shit it's like here's a story it's like nope here's a demon you smashed right. its head in get your armor here we go <laughs> and then I they give you a, a shotgun in the first like 10 minutes i feel like it's a little reactionary to doom 3 do you think that's um, like i know that the development went through a lot of hell getting to where it's at so it's yeah it went through doom, many based on that. iterations but, i mean uh, they they worked on they said that before this, they worked on a different version that had like aim down sights and stuff and all these things. And they said that God. it just felt like Call of Duty. Thank God we didn't get that. And they were like, this sucks. After three mm. years, they're like, this sucks. So they threw it away. And I'm sure a lot of it kind of survives in this game, but they right. they just like redid the mechanics. Like, how do we make it feel like Doom? You know, like no aim mm. down sights and stuff. And I actually. Have you gotten any of the weapon mods yet? Because the weapon mods, yeah. I feel like, are really cool. Yeah, so they have things like um, for the combat shotgun, you get kind of like a boom tube, basically, where you hold the right click, and then you can fire a grenade. And then there's power-ups later that'll be like, oh, the grenade clusters into multiple bombs, or or the cooldown for the grenade is shorter and stuff. So it, it actually like makes you want to go find all the little collectibles and get all the points and stuff because you're like, I want to get all these armor points so I can level up my abilities and I want to get all this thing. And it's just like really, really compelling. I, I didn't think that... I thought that I would be like, yeah, Doom. It's Doom, right? And it is, but like I just have been having so much fun playing it. Yeah, I, I can agree. tell. You've been gushing over it for the past like 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's just... If you're gonna love it, that's all. I'm, that's all I can say. You're gonna really like it. I know you. I'm excited. They play a lot of heavy metal like during the game. And oh, gets you all oh my up. god! Whenever the theme kicks in, yeah, Jesus. Every, every time like, an enemy, even if it's just like one zombie, it's like you're just like I'm gonna punch it. Yeah, because they're tempting me real bad right now. You're gonna like it. God damn it! I can't spend. It's okay. Just sell Battleborn and then. Didn't he buy it on PC? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. You're screwed. Okay. okay. So is that all you're I playing, think this Josh? game will survive for a while. It's not like... Uh, I don't no. know that you need to play it like right now. It's not one of those things where it's like, no one's going to be playing it anymore. It's like, well, no, people really will still be. I only really care yeah. about the campaign anyway. I'm not really like... Yeah, I, 
the campaign is where it's where it's at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until somebody makes like a horde mode and stuff and the snap maps and and all that. Oh, I, shit. That I sounds think, so exciting. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for the for the like. I mean, the snap maps is cool, but I can't wait for the non-snap maps kind of mods to come out. Oh yeah, it would be super crazy. awesome. Yeah. I wonder if you know. I'm starting to wonder too. Like, I wonder if this game took any inspiration from Doom RPG. What is that? You don't remember Doom RPG? It was a mobile no. game that looked like Doom One and Two, except it was like a turn-based RPG. Weird. But you like, but you leveled up and stuff, and people seem to really love it. It's people mm-hmm. still talk about it today. They're like, "Yeah, Doom RPG. I played that on my flip phone." And, Jesus, uh, I don't even remember yeah, this. I remember playing it and actually digging it. I thought it was really cool, but uh, it was hard. But it did have like a whole progression system, and I'm wondering if pe- they tried to capture that a bit, or if they just felt like it needs a progression system. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, Doom, I, I highly recommend it. I mean, if $60 sounds like a lot for just a campaign, I mean... <clears throat> excuse me. I don't blame you. Um... But I think well, it's not like the multiplayer so doesn't exist. It's yeah, I know. If you want it's, it, it's fine. It's and it. I think people will play it. Um, I for, think it'll find its little niche. Yeah, it's not going to be. It's not going to be. Like, it'll be like Rainbow Six, probably. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like. I said, I don't think it's going to be like an esport or anything. People aren't going to be like. Oh no. Super competitive in it, but it's just like a. It's like a fun. Thing to pass the time with, almost. Yeah, but hmm. I. I would say overall, Doom is really good, and I I recommend it, right. especially if you are a big fan of the originals because it really really recaptures like what was so great about them. All right, awesome, dope. Yeah, that's it. I'm done. Cool. <laughs> All right, so that was the first one. <laughs> yeah. At least I'm not five of us anymore. Yeah, we've got a. So got three more to go here. Okay, so moving on to Nate. Now, Nate, uh, first, of course, talk about what you've been playing this week. But if you also, if you want to, uh, if you want to talk about the games you've missed that you want to that you want to play, feel free as well. Well, I've been gone a long time, so I missed like um, a lot. What was that movie that or that game that came out? Uh, the original Doom. Um, I think Half Life Two. I missed. Uh, <laughs> Lots of games. No, been in a cryogenic freeze. You missed Kingdom Hearts, you right. bastard! Oh my god, I can't wait for Kingdom Hearts too. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, so I mean, there are a couple of games that I want to maybe try going back to, but honestly, so far the only game that like has come out this year that's really worth playing to me is uncharted which i've been focusing a lot of time on um i know that great xbox game <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> that classic the big triple a title yeah yeah i mean everyone's talking about it i think if anyone had a problem with us talking about other stuff they would have said it by now <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's got its own goddamn twitter picture for god's sake <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so I've been playing a lot of that, and it's amazing, like you guys said. I have been trying to avoid everything about it, like all the reviews and the like gameplay and all that until now. And so it's really nice to like go in completely blind. Yeah, um, I, I, I've been, I did the same exact thing, and I don't regret it at all. It right. was great. And then 
I played a bunch of Shovel Knight actually, which is really yeah. weird. Yeah. Shovel Knight. Nice. Shovel Knight great. On? I played it on the Xbox actually. There you go. Cool, cool. So you, got the, um, you get the Battle Toads or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's really weird because like everything about that game is stuff that normally turns me off about games. Like I don't like a bit graphics very much unless they're used really well. I don't like uh, side scrollers. I never grew up with those type of games, so it's not like nostalgic for me. But somehow that game is so unbelievably good that I can't stop. Playing it really it. is. Yeah, it, Shovel Knight's was great. It, I really like. Is it. it Yacht Club? Is that those? Yeah, it's right. Yacht Club. Jesus, they really nail that fucking. Mechanic. I think they were weren't. Uh, wasn't Yacht Club like a founded by some of the dudes that worked on the Ducktales remastered? That sounds right. I think that's what it was, and uh, or or they worked on Ducktales remastered. I don't remember, but it it does have a distinct kind of uh, Ducktales mm-hmm. with the cane um, kind of thing to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ducktales. Yeah, games games awesome. I never beat it. I want to go, kind of go back and beat it because I was really digging it. Mm-hmm. I have never beaten that game. Yeah. Um, I do want to try the division, but it just the reviews for it are so mediocre that like, I don't know if I'll go back and pay sixty dollars for I'd it. I'd say pass. I'd say um, I regret. I regret paying sixty bucks for that game. Yeah. I, I mean, for like two for weeks or something. Sale. Yeah, I I had fun with it, but. Then the cheating thing started to happen, right. and then the Destiny April update came out, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I just, so much of that audience. There it is. There go. Yeah, I just stopped playing. I just stopped playing because my friend and I, who had been playing together the whole time, hit 30, and then it was like, well, you can do all these daily missions and grind out for these credits, and then you get like a a better yellow AK-47, and I'm like, well, that's kind of boring. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I was like, and I already. I already grind for gear in one game. Why would I do that in another? Right. That's going to be such a commitment for two separate games. Yeah, but also, like, the gear in Destiny is at least, like, interesting because, like, the exotics actually do unique things. Where it's like, oh, this one chains lightning bolts between people, and it's like, oh, this one has napalm canisters, and you're like, yeah, but it's like, what does this Division AK do? It does more damage. You're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh okay. Uh yeah. yeah, I would say I would say like, wait until it's on sale, maybe because I don't even think the story's very good. Honestly, it's not. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, like I got my enjoyment out of it when it first came out because everyone was playing it, and that's kind of the trouble with doing reviews so close to when a game comes out because like my whole experience playing with other people and stuff kind of col- actually I played by myself, but when I did play with other people, it kind of colored my my uh, my impression of it. Sure. So it's like I don't know. It wasn't like I liked it back then, but now looking back on it, I'm like, it's kind of forgettable well, at this point. I would say that that's the reason to play it is because you are playing with other people. That's probably the only reason I was really having any fun yeah. with it um, was because I was playing with my friend, and then and then after a while, it was just like, oh, this is kind of just becoming a thing that I don't really care about, and so mm-hmm. yeah, just stopped. So I, I mean, if it's like twenty bucks or something, and you're really curious, I'd say go ahead and try it. But I don't, I don't know. That's up to you. I would say don't, though. I don't know if you guys know this, but the uh, second month of sales for the division had such a high drop off, but the retention for the player base was surprisingly large, which I found interesting because huh. 
I thought Destiny took a whole bunch of that player base away, but yeah, something to think about if you're buying it. That's interesting. I mean, I think people there's a there is a community still playing it, but I yeah, I don't know. There was um, (laughs) like how these games get. There's always something. There's always something wrong with it that creates like this kind of toxicity within the community. And I'm going to get to that later. Uh, The great yeah, uh, (laughs) the kind of. tanks the game to a certain respect i mean like some people just get sick of all the toxicity and they leave and then every time i say toxicity i keep thinking the toxicity of our city of our city oh come on no no one's a system of a down fan come on i like a couple other songs no no no, please Dave, I'll, Dave I'll, I'll stand with you. You'll stand, stand up for you. System of a Down? Yeah, I'm not a huge system. fan, but there, there's a couple of their songs I like, so it's enough for me to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll at least kneel. I'll kneel with you. <laughs> I'll kneel. Something, you know? Go listen <laughs> to Chop Suey, you, you chumps. I like that <laughs> song. Bring up! That was beautiful. <laughs> That's what that song sounds it, it, like. I'm not, I'm not arguing with you at all. But uh, you wanted to anyway. Go, anyway, go on. anyway, yeah, that's that's all. Nicole I had to thinks say I've division. lost my mind. She thinks I'm just yelling nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be. Oh man, I, I'm sorry, Nate. I kind of hijacked funny. that from you. No, nah, that's all I had. Nate's oh. like division anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, I guess we'll move on to Kyle then. Uh, yeah, finally been able to spend like some real decent time with games because there's been games I've been excited to play. So I got uh, Uncharted 4, and I plowed through that game. Super nice. excited plowed for it. Yeah. through that. Oh, I just yeah. fucking took it by the hips and it. No, it's getting too <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. This got aggressive. Uh, we are one kind no, of mind. I didn't, I didn't intend it to just get so graphic. <laughs> Uh, well, as we yeah, established, Kyle, we're a hive mind, so you were just thinking what I was thinking. So you just you oh, know, is that what happened? What so I'm just going to blame it on you. That's fine. Sure. If you Everything that happens in my life, if it's bad, it's because of Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Uncharted Force, obviously, super great. Um, I it feels in a weird way like um, detached from the rest of the series because it's not a Amy Hennig joint. Like it's very obviously Neil Druckmann mm-hmm. and. Who's the other guy? I forget his name. Jason something. Neil Druckmann? The, other guy, the guy that co-wrote it with Druckmann. I'm forgetting his name. Um, I can't remember his name either. Uh, <laughs> obviously not listening to the show, but like... Um, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea that uh, like The Last of Us was... Damn, was that a sneeze? Was Where's the air horn? <laughs> what was it? I couldn't even tell. Is that Nicole sneezing? That, like, her, that was. Jeez. Jesus happened. Christ. That was mighty again. Someone's face explode? <laughs> this, this sounded incredible. Did you have a mighty sneeze? <laughs> What's in your hair? Now I'm oh, very interested. Oh, gotcha. In what is in Nicole's hair? I'm actually kind of curious. Oh, no. She's she's dying like a piece of her hair, so she has a thing. Like, part of dying a piece of her hair. Okay. She's doing a oh. test. Why did you wait so long to say a piece of her hair? <laughs> What? I don't do Never mind. I, I thought know. you were saying she's dying, and then it took me a minute to be like, <laughs> no. okay, she's not dying. <laughs> she's, yes, she's Jesus. dying, and I'm just still. You said it so calmly. No. Anyway, anyway. Uncharted. <laughs> Uncharted, yeah. I'll agree uh, with you. It does feel uh, out of place for the entire series, but I think it feels out of place in a good way. 
Um, and in a, and in an, um, in a, what's the word I'm looking for? In an intentional <laughs> I way. I guess, yeah. Like, I, I can see the inspirations from The Last of Us in, like, almost every piece of this game. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all, because The Last of Us is great, but, yeah. like, uh, it's it's jarring, and I'm not going to lie, it took me a while for me to get used to Nate having a brother that didn't exist in the other games. Like, no mention or anything. Um, right. I was frustrated that they went back to his childhood, even though it pays off significantly later on in the game. No spoilers, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I will say, though, like, after finishing the game, I don't know if if a game's ending has ever made me feel that way emotionally like in the, in the emotional spectrum in that way it was a it was a pretty crazy experience that i'm i feel like i'm going to remember for a very long time yeah so look forward to that um in terms of just like the moment to moment gameplay uncharted to me is very dissatisfying in its shooting and it's it's platforming is okay you know it's it really that's what it does yeah i don't think uncharted is a very good shooter Oh, level. you mean just generally as a series? Yeah, yeah, just in general. But yeah, because um, I think four like feels way better than the right. others. Right. Uh, okay. personally, I feel like three probably nailed it the best. Really? Um, yeah, I, I feel like I'd agree with that. But okay. I feel like the fighting in three, especially hand to hand, was great. Um, the shooting still wasn't, uh, you know, on any level that I call it really good, but. But I felt the most satisfied in three, in four. I feel like all of the the strives that they had made for doing the hand to hand combat had sort of went out the door. Um, unless you're dealing with the uh, cooperation between whoever is with Nate at the time, which I think that works really well. Uh, again, you can see the comparisons to The Last of Us with that. Mm-hmm. But um, to me, this game really defines itself in like the tiny tiniest of details. Like there are its intimate moments that are in its like cinematics where. And, like, every single cinematic I fucking love in this game, you know, because, you know, a Naughty Dog created that shit, but the moments where, like, you're in a truck and you, and people have talked about this to great detail, but, like, when you get out of the truck and, like, they pause their conversation and then you get back into the truck and then they continue and they pick it up and they're just like, okay, what were you saying? And they, you know, go right back into a conversation. Uh, the moments where, like, you are hanging on a cliff and like Sam Nate's brother is right next to you. And like you climb over him, he'll stop and he'll just take a position to let you move over him. Um, it's very, it's very thoughtful in ways that like most games cannot be just because of like that costs a lot of money to really focus on, on small stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the in one terms. thing I noticed that I loved is if you shine a flashlight in somebody's eyes, they'll like. Look. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That's the that's the ways in which I think uh, Uncharted Four does, uh, really designates how far Naughty Dog has really come, and I'm I don't know how well that that is to their uh, identity because it feels like, you know, that must take a lot of time and effort and money, and I feel like the the guys that work at Naughty Dog must be uh like on studio ghibli levels of overworked and overstressed but i mean it's created an an amazing game right that's true but i i I still think that like the level of detail in a naughty talk game really shows that like they put something into those games that other developers don't and it's just a there's at least in terms of like the bombastic like giant sequences where like buildings are collapsing and shit um like 
obviously I love them because they look visually stunning, but like it gets to a point where it feels like every time Nate jumps for a thing, I expect it to break. And that sort of started to bother me. And the only reason why I bring that up is because in a game that's as good as Uncharted 4, it like raises everything so high that like the things that are um, you know, not as good, or at least that you would think not as good, seem so much more evident. In, a, in reaction to that so i don't know if that's to the game's benefit or detriment really but i will say that just in terms of like storytelling i've never seen a game that like tells its narrative so well through its design like even in ti- the tiniest moments like like how characters interact with each other whenever they are not just like quips and shit when you're ever, whenever you're fighting but like how you interact with characters individually uh-huh. so mm-hmm. I love that game, man. I think it's really good. It is really good. I, I was going to say, uh, it, it's also really fascinating in the way that it, like, even in its plot, parallels uh, sort of Naughty Dog as a studio. Like, I'm not mm. going to, no spoilers, but there's like a, there's like a quote unquote, like, video game scene uh, <laughs> that is definitely <laughs> no, be a, easy to. Figure well, out. I mean, if you've been avoiding everything, you're not going to know. Um, I got it spoiled by two separate thumbnails. I was really mad. Because, yeah, like, individually, um, the thumbnails wouldn't have spoiled it, but, like, together, I could piece it together. Right. Um, but I will say, like, and, and that scene to me is, like, a look back on, like, this is what we were, right? And mm-hmm. then the whole game is, like, a, it almost feels like they didn't want to make Uncharted 4, and the game, the <laughs> in game way, and yeah. its plot seems to give you that sense, like, we're done like we were done now we're retired from this like we moved on but it's like we still kind of can't move on you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Um, i I agree with you completely it's really fascinating i feel like it uh shows that like they they put this to rest but like they want to give it a real send-off that like they believe the characters deserve in a way if that makes sense yeah and uh i think they accomplished that goal for sure yeah god i love this game's ending i'm sorry like I've been thinking about it over and over and over again. It's like, it might be one of my favorite video game endings ever. Wow. Like, it's just so good. Oh, uh, and the final boss fight, again, like, high point for Uncharted, in my opinion. But, oh, it's good. Wow. Uh, other than that, yeah, Doom. But we talked about that, so uh, uh, that's yeah. about it. I, I went back to some retro games just because uh, I set up our office a little bit more. Like, I finally cleaned out uh, the TV that we have in here, and I set up the Sega Saturn. Uh, I f- plugged in the PlayStation 2. And so I've got a 360, a Super Nintendo, a PS2, and the Saturn all wow. hooked up at once. So it feels so good, man. Oh, I nice. went through and just played a couple of random games from everything just to give it a try. But it's so nice. It's sitting next to me and on my computer right now. It's it's pretty good. That's cool. Yeah, that's... What about you, Dave? What have you been doing? Uh, I mean, I've just been playing Battleborn pretty much this whole week. Um... Yeah, Jave. Shut up. Jave. Shut up. <laughs> Jave Phoenix. It's not funny. What? Jave Phoenix. JD. Jave Dave Phoenix. I feel like that's a stretch. I thought his name was JB. It was J- I thought it was JD. I don't know. I Who, was, I don't who know. knows? Gears of War. Gears of War. <laughs> Gears, bruh. All right. But, uh. Bray. So I've been playing Battleborn, and I mentioned last week. I think I mentioned last week. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, moving on to my, my point. Um. When I first started playing this game last week, it was kind of like everyone was still kind of high on the game, even though it definitely had its problems. Um, 
but as the week has gone on, I personally have not gotten like too frustrated with the game, but I don't know, like, and this happens with a lot of games, and I mentioned this before when we were talking about, uh, what other game we were talking about? The Division. We were talking about The Division. That eventually this, like, toxicity or the saltiness kind of just creeps in, and then uh-huh. you just notice it, and then you can't unnotice it. Uh, I've noticed that the the subreddit has gotten particularly toxic, and the, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't even go near the Steam forums anymore, because it's just, like, it's a bunch of people who are just posting done with this game uninstalling and i'm like i don't people go on the steam forum still well i mean that's where i post my stuff but i (laughs) I didn't know that (laughs) wait so why are people upset with the game okay so i was mentioning earlier that like there's something uh, there's something up with the level design and that there's some characters that need nerfing and characters that need buffing i guess um first of all the characters i mean i i said last week that I thought people were overreacting at first because we'd only been playing the game for a couple days and it didn't make sense to be saying this character's OP because you've only been playing it for three days. You have no way of knowing if it's OP or not. But now it's been about a week and a half, I think. So it's it's now becoming more obvious that like certain characters need a little bit of work. Uh, there's one person in particular that everyone's mad about. Uh, it's Galilea. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? It's the, uh, the, girl with the, the girl with the armor and the sword and the shield. And she has like that dark aura that that goes around her when she's when she's powering up. Do you know what I'm talking about? I honestly don't don't. It's I fine. Don't remember. It's, I have no clue. It's fine. But uh, it's fine. <laughs> Basically, she has this move. She's a she's a melee character, so the majority of her damage is done in close range. But she has this move where if you press Q, she throws a a shield at her enemy and it stuns them. And the stun is for very long, so it gets her quite a bit of time to run over there and just start massacring the person. And uh, gets to the point where, like, Galilea is going matches with, like, 17 kills and stuff like that, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and some other melee characters have that problem, too, but I think that Galilea is the one that most people have a problem with. Um, also, the second problem was the map design of uh, one of the one of the maps called Overgrowth, which is the one with the two centuries on it. Uh, it's the one that plays the most, like, League of Legends. Uh Basically, what you can do is if you play as the sniper class, you can actually sit in your own base and snipe the enemy's sentry through this little crack. Like, you can actually, like, sit completely fine and just, like, or basically safe and just snipe the shields and actually kill the sentry if you, uh, if you, if you're not ever spotted. Um, which is, of course, game breaking. So, Gearbox is saying that they're gonna, they're gonna be patching that. They're gonna be putting, like, a wall where that little crack is so that you know the sniper class can't do that uh, which is you know that's a pretty simple fix i'm sure that'll be fine that's why most people haven't like gotten too mad about that part and actually the community is doing something really cool about that and they're actually there's a couple someone posted on reddit that they actually their team saw that their sniper was doing that and they actually forced a surrender on their own side and quit the game just said like we're not oh, going to wow. do this like that's you know, honorable of them yeah so there's like Very so like there's this like half toxic, but you can also see that there's like a good friendly community developing as well. So I feel like once once these quote unquote and I like to call them shit birds get the hell out of our community, then uh, what? I call basically you know why I call people that is because actually when I started my job at where I'm currently working right now, the the guy who was training me said quote basically just don't be a shit bird. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> that's a good, that's just a good, yeah, you know, thing for life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. 
don't, also, be, don't, a be, a, don't be a shit bird. Yeah. And, and in terms of Battleborn, it's just making me think of this character Benedict, who's a a, a bird with a rocket launcher, and his cucumber patch. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but his taunt is this thing where he's like he's like jumping from leg to leg and, he, and from like foot to whatever, and he's doing this like really annoying laugh. So it's just stuck in my head when I think you know shit bird. But, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, other so than, should we add shit bird to the list? I don't think that's airhorn worthy. I don't know. It's like what's airhorn worthy is like when I compare anything I'm playing to Planet Side Two. You know, it's just like there it is. Things. <laughs> 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 I was thinking of a way to put that in. I was like, it's not really enough like Planet Side Two. Like, <laughs> it's just the, the community isn't the same. But uh, once again, like I'm just I. I'm glad that people are talking about these problems, but at the same time, like there's a lot of like toxic you know, toxicity going on right now in the community, which not happy about, but I'm just going to ride it out. You know, I'm going to, when Overwatch comes out, and I'm sure I'm seeing this already because actually two weeks ago when Battleborn wasn't out, you could see that like the, all the top posts were like my, you know, my least favorite part about Battleborn is that it's not out yet. Like it'd be like that kind of like clickbaity type post on Reddit. It's now happening <laughs> on Overwatch's forums. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to give this like a week and people are going to find something wrong with it and there's going to be a lot of I people... I mean, they already have yeah. to an extent. Dude, I was talking to my, my friends and like they were all saying things like, oh, well, McCree is like super OP because he's got that... No, like, he's his, not. That's, I Bastion's argued. turret mode. It, that's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that matters. And you know how you counter McCree? Hide. Hide or just <laughs> shoot him in the head while he's saying it's high yeah. noon. That's but, dumb. Uh, I, hate, I hate that. Yeah, I mean... Mm. I disagreed with them and I argued with them, but at the same time, you know, and they also said that, uh, that soldier 46 was like a, uh, basically like a point and kill type thing, which is kind of true. But at the same time, you need to be able to use it correctly at the right time and also still hit your target. I Um, honestly feel like overwatch is incredibly balanced. I agree. I don't know that I've ever played a game as balanced as that. It feels okay. Not every time. (laughs) (laughs) You, you it's in... like first. It's like first mention. Yeah, yeah. Or else we're gonna be air horning like crazy. Yeah. But anyway, uh, as far as like how both games are considered, I've pretty much decided at this point that you know I'm gonna be balancing them both, mostly to make a point, just to say that they're not the same game, and that you can play both and not, not. and not feel bad about playing both. <laughs> Jesus Christ, mate. Jesus. We should never have told you about this. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone mad with power. Yeah, we should have been like, oh yeah, that was just like something we were doing in an episode. Don't worry about it. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right, so that's all I've been playing. Uh, So that will wrap up our what we've been playing section. That was a very lengthy talk about (laughs) about what we've been playing. Uh, So for anyone just tuning in or just watching our, like this is your first episode, we are the Xbox Best Friends. You can join in on the conversation with us at the kindoffunnyforums.com slash Xbox where you'll find our master thread. You can leave us a comment, let us know how we're doing. Uh, Leave us a question if you want. Tell us how horrible we are. It doesn't really matter. We just want to hear from you. Uh, If you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to give us a like or subscribe if you want to see the podcast every week. We post every Tuesday, roughly speaking. if you're on Stitcher, iTunes, or anything like that, feel free to give us an upvote, Golden Apple, don't care. Uh, give us a review if you really, really like us. That does help us a lot, so we do appreciate reviews. Um, so with that said, we are going to move right along to the news of the week. News of the week, baby! Okay. 
Barber. Barber. News. Okay. <sighs> so hopefully we can rifle through a couple of these, but there's a, there's actually a few of these stories I'd like to spend some time on, but others I just want to kind of just move through. So uh, the first one I kind of just want to move through, Star Wars Battlefront sequel coming next year. This is I from... called it. Oh, I was oh, such right. A, such a crazy prediction. <laughs> yeah, but some of you were like, like, I don't know about that. That doesn't sound right. And I was right. I called it. I think the uh, the only thing that's really worth mentioning at this point is that it says the next Star Wars Battlefront game will have quote unquote bigger and better worlds according to EA. The bigger worlds are credited to having quote unquote the new movies to work off of rather than the historical nice. movies in the current Star Wars Battlefront game. Uh, yeah, I mean basically they're just uh, they're just saying they're essentially confirming that they're just going to be bigger. They haven't said anything about you know if they're going to be adding new features or anything. I mean I'm just hoping it's not. Battlefront again, just with different maps. I hope this, that they're not going the Call of Duty route or anything like that in that regard. Uh huh. But uh, well, I mean, we'll we'll see. No, we'll I don't see. know. I was just playing that yesterday, actually, with some friends. Ooh. And uh, you bastard! No, I'm kidding. What? Why? <laughs> just I'm, I'm just I'm just having fun. Don't worry. I'm not, I don't actually. Because he fucking hates Battlefront. I'm like, what did I do? That, that's fine. I don't care. You bastard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I am interested to see if they actually like put a campaign in it this time. Not that I really, I want you know, one. Care, but uh, I imagine there will be. Yeah, I want one. I doubt it. You really doubt it? I just feel it in my balls. I think the I think the game will probably be on the same engine and will have a lot of the same stuff. Oh, no I actually doubt. wouldn't be surprised if it's like a Taken King kind of thing, where um, it's not even it's not per se like a se- like a sequel, but it's its own standalone product. Well, I guess that's not really Taken King, but what like what if about? it's a, what if it, like what if if you've owned Battlefront One, you can just buy. The, the second one as like an expansion to the first one. I don't think he is going to do. But that. if you want, Josh, why are you probably crazy? not. But I'm just that's just you know, just nah. I'm, I'm floating an idea out here. Yeah. It's know? a good idea. I mean, to put, treat it more like an expansion, that'd be cool. Yeah, but, treat uh, it like a platform, and they're like, here's you know, here's all these Force Awakens maps. You want everything to be a platform. Stuff. <laughs> Call of Duty Infinity, Star Wars Battlefront Infinity. Well, that's kind of where some stuff's moving. That's I'm just shooting. I'm just shooting you in the balls. That's I know here. shooting me in the balls. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's like the worst place to shoot somebody. Damn it, know. butters! What a what a what a phrase! So with that Kuna lovely Matata. phrase, that lovely phrase. Let's uh, speaking of uh, sh- shots, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Sure. Uh, next story is for the GameSpot. EAT's new IP reveal with E3 right around the corner. Um, Electronic Arts will release a new IP next year, but you may not have to wait that long to see it. The company's chief financial officer said during a recent earnings call, Blake Jorgensen teased that the newest this new IP could be shown off, quote-unquote, soon, which might be a reference to E3 2016 next month. Yeah, he just said soon. <laughs> okay. Um, soon. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, just, first of all, does anybody care? Yeah, I, I like new IP. Uh, EA is good at making games. Yeah, well, like, it depends on who's last, getting the new Yeah, but IP. the last time EA gave us like new IPs and stuff, they gave us stuff like Dead Space. So, 
Yeah, well, Dead Space, Mirror's Edge, all their. I want to hear every time they crank out a new IP. It's interesting. I want to hear who the, the who which developer is doing the new IP. That's true. Well, wait, wait. It could be. Uh, couldn't it be Jade Raymond's whole thing? We don't know. Possibly. No, that was. They said that that wouldn't yeah. come for a long time. Yeah, that's true. Oh. They said like another two years. Well, I guess. I guess we can think about who, like, which dev has been kind of quiet for the past couple of years. Which EA dev? Yeah, oh, I, mean, I don't know the list of EA devs <laughs> off the top of my fucking yeah, head. Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. Well, Visceral was Visceral doing right now? They got the new Star Wars game, don't they? They're working on mm-hmm. Amy Henning's Star Wars game. Yeah, and then Bioware's got Dice Mass has Effect. Battlefield. Dice has Battlefield. Um, they also have Mirror's Edge. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I got it. It's PopCap. <laughs> <Yep>. PopCap. <laughs> new PopCap. I mean, new IP it, from PopCap. I mean, confirm. PopCap makes good games. So. You heard it here they first, ladies and gentlemen. They really do. Yeah, that's all I, I got. Can't wait, makes... I can't wait for a new Bejeweled, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bejeweled. It'll be a new. I don't think I've ever played after... Bejeweled. Really? I think I've played. So ga- I played. I think I've played Bejeweled-like games, but I don't know that I've ever actually played Bejeweled. Dude, you got to get on that shit. Bejeweled's great. Yeah, that's why I hear. I've just never. Uh, I'm looking at their list of acquisitions, and I feel like almost every acquisition since like 2008 has been mobile-based. Yeah, mobile and social network based. So yeah, yeah, which is weird. What if they invent a new sport to make a video game about? That would be cool, actually. They do that all the time. Quite like the next Rocket game. League. Uh, they're but they make, make it leagues. an EA Sports game, so right. it's all serious. No, Jesus, that'd be so funny. Uh, they're man. like, here's. I, I want that now. Yeah, here's a uh, Blurns Ball. Blurns. <laughs> <laughs> Blurns I would ball. love that. Someone please make blur like a Blurns ball, yeah. blah, and Blurns ball game. And they revive. I want a the, basketball the, game. A basketball. That's what I want. Oh my god, that'd be dope. Hell, that would be pretty cool. Tennis baseball 2016. <laughs> Jesus, a awesome. sport. Matt and Trey Ugh. Parker are in it. Yeah. Not, <laughs> Matt. Not. What's the first guy's last name? The. F- Matt, Matt Stone. Stone and Trey Parker. Matt Stone, there it is. Yeah, because I said Matt and Trey Parker like they're brothers. So I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> they ain't. Anyway, okay. So, I guess any, any last thoughts on the uh, the new IP coming from EA? Nah. Cool. Can't wait to see it. All right, then moving right along. Uh, we're going to talk about the MPD real quick. Um, basically, it just says that the PS4 was the <clears throat> the top console last month. Yeah, don't um, say. <laughs> there was something that yeah, there was something that Xbox said though that kind of made me giggle a little bit. It was Microsoft released a statement record regarding Xbox One's performance this past month, with the Xbox marketing VP Mike Nichols saying April 2016 was the best month in the history for global engagement on the console. Like, well, I mean, what does that, that is, even mean? That, is, that points towards their focus on providing uh, Xbox Live numbers instead of Xbox Live, Xbox One sales. Yeah. Because they've been trying to transition over towards online engagement as a metric of success instead of just straight up sales, and you can you can actually see the correlation there. There's been a lot more engagement in Xbox Live over the past, I want to say, two years, just because of uh, implementations like Games with Gold being really good. They've got lots of good sales going on. Yeah. Also, I think personally, it ties back to uh, a lot of games that are 
required online, like Destiny and The Division, like these shared world shooters that are getting so popular. But that's just me. Oh, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, I also think it's just a point they're trying to make because they... Oh, yeah, they're spinning yeah, it, they're no spinning doubt. It. Yeah. It's, what, it's his job. <laughs> yeah, it is his job. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock him for it, but I, it just made me. It made me laugh a little bit because I was just like, if that's really the point you're making, I mean, <laughs> must not be doing so hot. <laughs> but but uh, you know, like we said, it's not necessarily a. Uh, you know, it's not a, like at this point you have to kind of understand that. Like, I don't think Xbox One's ever going to catch PS4. But it's not really a comparison that needs to be made anymore. Both consoles are selling ridiculously at this point. So, also, stuff's deal. up in the air if they start releasing new hardware specs and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, very true. Uh-huh. Anything could happen. Wait for E3. Yeah, I guess. We'll, or TGS or whatever. We will wait for E3. Is E3 the fir- like what's the date on it? I don't remember. Sixteenth, I think. Oh, it's a little longer than I thought it was. I, I, for some reason, I thought it was like two or three weeks away. No, it's about a month now. Yeah, got a little okay. bit of time, but it's creeping up. It yeah, is. It's coming. It'll be here before I today. Like wrote the date, uh, like today's date down. I went, Jesus Christ! I feel like it <laughs> right? just became May, and it's. Not. I know. It's already halfway yeah. through. Yeah. I, I got to pay rent in a couple of weeks. Jesus. I know. I got to pay for. My, I got to pay my internet bill. I got to pay for my summer tuition soon. Goddamn! What's going on, man? Stupid adults. Stupid adult things. <laughs> I'm an adult now. It's true. It's official. 18. It Officially unofficial. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that's that charge oh, wink. Wink. A wink. I have to. Oh, shit. There it is. There it is. <laughs> the overuse. Okay. That's my last time. I promise. Sure. <laughs> I feel like that was at least worth it. Okay. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get let's get going. Okay. What's this next? So this next on one here? is uh, I'm basically I'm just going to hand this one off to Josh. I think everyone that read the whole thing. Uh, this is a an article that was posted at Eurogamer.net called Lionhead. Oh, the Fable the, thing. I have yeah. not read the whole thing, but I I, I could kind of yeah. If you guys could just give like a Spark Notes version of this, the, yeah. the Lionhead, the inside story, basically just goes through everything at the company from literally its inception to its death. It's yes. it's long. It's a very it's really long really long. I wonder uh, what the word count on, is on this baby. Yeah. Uh, props to whoever wrote it. I mean, it's uh, Wesley yeah. Yin Pool is the name. It also comes with an episode of the Eurogamer podcast, which is a whole Lionhead special. I want to add. Like it's fucking like this is huge. There's some love it going is. on here. Yep. It's, it's, it's almost here. like a book yeah. at, at some point. It really is. This could have been an ebook. I feel like yeah, you could have compiled it. Yeah. Um, well, if you guys want. Anyway, to look, yeah, I don't know if much you're about if this. you like uh, if you like gaming history at all, um, which I would imagine you guys do. I know Kyle and I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, um, boy. Yeah, boy. Um, this piece is really, really fascinating because yeah, they talk about how uh, like Peter Molyneux left. Uh, EA? What's what what was the studio he was working at? Bullfrog before? Games. Bullfrog, okay. So <laughs> he's working at Bullfrog and then he left and Lionhead and they were talking about how you know they made like the movies, which is a game I totally forgot about. <laughs> um, which if nobody remembers, it was this game before you like YouTube ever came out, like was a thing. Actually I think in the article they mentioned like if the game had come out a year later, it actually might have been a huge hit because YouTube was born the next year. 
And uh, why is there a I, strong correlation between that and YouTube? Well, because the game was all about making movies, so it's just a bunch of props and stuff, and it allowed you to make like your own movies. Oh, right, it captured it outside the game. <laughs> yeah, you. and so you could export them to this website that Lionhead was running, where you could share right. your movies with other people, but the server costs and stuff associated with it were so crazy that like they had to shut it down at some point. And that's why mm-hmm. the article was like, if they had only launched it a year later, YouTube would have been a thing, and that the game actually might have been really successful because they wouldn't have had to pay for those server costs, and people would have actually shared it, like their videos on a platform that people used. Like we could probably be talking about like the movies sequels and stuff today, if that had it's been an interesting a thing, possibility. But, uh, yeah, speculation, but yeah, one of those things. I think a game like that could have been could have done well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it it talks about how like Fable wasn't actually created by Lionhead. It was being developed by um, a couple people that left Lionhead and created this sort of satellite studio that was like part of Lionhead but not part of Lionhead. And uh, they showed the game to Microsoft, and Microsoft like loved it. And then Peter and in his infinite wisdom was like just. <laughs> going off about how revolutionary it was and making all these promises that they just couldn't keep and then uh, like the game got de- yeah the game got delayed for like a whole year to two years because they just had so much trouble running it on the xbox because it was developed on a pc and it was like shifting hardware and they had yeah. frame rate problems and so it's like really fascinating and then they just got way too big and it's I, again, I haven't finished the actual article, so I, I've been reading a little bit every day because it's so long. But um, I, I definitely recommend going to read it because it's it's really, really interesting. It's like the longest episode of G4 Icons you'll ever uh, <laughs> read a, instead of watch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love that show, man. I miss it. It was great. Me I'm, too. That's, that's what got me into, like, the history and stuff of games and i just yeah dude me too love yeah. hearing same love hearing about all that stuff there's yeah, a I, couple of headlines that they you can pull out from this story too because there was a an sure. anonymous source that was talking about the game later on in the article he was saying like uh about fable legend specifically saying that whenever they got wind of the cancellation of the studio uh apparently like it was the same day that everybody else found out and like he was comparing it to the closing of uh evolution studios which uh, was a Sony studio that made the uh, Drive, Drive Club. Club. Yeah, Drive Club. Uh, and so, like, they apparently got word months in advance, which is how a lot of Evolution guys wound up uh, landing jobs at, what is the place, the company that makes Grid um, Codemasters. Right, and, yeah. Yeah, so that apparently only worked because they had a lot of uh, prep time for that. And, and uh, what they tried to do with uh, Fable Legends is potentially continue development of the game under a different studio and just license the game back to Microsoft. But the reason why that didn't work is because Microsoft uh, couldn't sell uh, the Fable IP because it was too value, quote, valuable to them. And uh, apparently, like, the last word on it was just, like, they were very interested in the direction they were taking it, but it just took too long. And so it just wound up dying. Yeah, yeah and I had heard that, like, um, there were a bunch of potential buyers for the Fable franchise. Right, right. Um, like offering hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, right? lots of I'm Chinese companies, like, right? Why, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost like, why 
why didn't you sell it? Because it almost seemed like Microsoft had no has no. They haven't made a proper. I mean, you could argue Fable Three is a proper Fable game, but a lot of people will argue against it. Yeah, yeah, but okay. But... So let's just say it is. Like they haven't made a proper Fable game in ten years, maybe a really it's long time. Not ten years, maybe like. But it's been a while. Yes, yeah. it's been a long even, time. Even longer for a critically successful Fable game. Yeah, and I think. And I think the thing is, like, it's their only RPG uh, IP that they own. Exactly. And in my opinion, Microsoft, the way that they handle their IP and their franchises is really bad. So it's just like. Um, yeah, if it's not if it's not a uh, Halo. That's the thing. Like they're trying to establish all these studios that focus specifically specifically on their tentpole franchises. Like you got three four three, you got the Coalition, you got Turn Ten, and like that's all been proving successful. And I feel like what they're going to try and do is set up a Fable successor studio eventually at some point, reboot the franchise. That's the feeling I got. And yeah, and I, I mean, I I almost feel like another studio could have taken fable and taken it back to that whole um fan like the whole idea of fable one is is like you play through the life of this hero from beginning Mm -hmm. to end and they tell you this kind of fairy tale story and all that and i really love that idea and it kind of lost that at some point um yeah i agree and i think like if another studio would have been allowed to reboot it I don't know, man. I think it, they could have revived the franchise, but right now it's just kind of like dead. And if we yeah. ever even see another Fable game, it's not going to be for another five years, if that. Even if talks right. are going on like right now. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think the future of Fable is going to be very uh, dependent on just how their current strategies are going. Like, I don't think in any way they're going to sell the Fable as an IP just because, like... I mean, look at Microsoft's lineup. They don't have a whole lot of uh, variety in their in their IP. Like, it's mostly it's like it's weird that the Xbox is still known as the shooter box uh, in a day and age where like most shooters are played on PC, where yeah. like 1080p, 60 frames per second are very important, and that's very difficult to do on an Xbox One. So, like, I just don't see them taking uh, handing Fable off to anyone willy nilly. So, I feel like they're going to take time. They're going to develop a team. They're going to call them like. Albion Studios or some shit, and and they'll get like That'd one cool. guy who used to work on Fable or something. Maybe yeah. maybe they'll give Molyneux his job back because go- Molyneux is doing back so and he's Like you're going to love your dog. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh my god, he's back. We we're calling it I was Fable One. For you to say that again. They're calling it Fable One. <laughs> it's Fable it's awesome. reboot. Jesus. I mean, if they were going to reboot it, they should just call it Fable. You would fucking think, right? But I don't know You can even take it a step further and call it a fable. A fable. A fable. I don't know. Just call it ASAP. Dude, if... if, uh, ASAP. That's cool. Um, I mean, if a a title like Battlefield 1 can get across with people and be okay, I feel like a title (laughs) A Fable could get across and be fine. A A Fable at least makes more sense than Battlefield 1. I'm sorry, that makes me so mad. I really? Because, like, you're the only one. Everybody else I've talked to is like, I love the name. I don't understand. It's so dumb. It's so uncreative. It's so aggressive. I'm fine with it. I don't care. I just care if the game's fun. 
No, yeah, I agree. Like, I just I want a good game out of it. It's just, uh, uh, I mean, they could have called they could have called it Battlefield nineteen fifteen or something like that. But exactly, know. there's so World many. War one so even many... happening in nineteen fifteen? I thought it was over by then. Uh, no, Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. I know fourteen or nineteen. Who cares? I'm in high school. Well, I have a degree in history. I should know that. <laughs> but... You oh, should. Damn. <laughs> I'm. Fr- I thought it was right. I think. Anyway, it's anyway, fine. I'm not. I don't know that much about World War One. I. I know a lot, like a bit about World War Two, but I know quite a bit about World War Two. But it's just World War One. I'm a little hazy on. But yeah, uh, it's really interesting, though. Yeah, I. I, I liked learning about it. Learning about I'm mean, kind of a history buff. Was a big so war history learning about mustard gas. <laughs> yeah, put that on put your. Put the shit on my hot dog, dude, yo. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We had the same thought. Hot dogs. Put that shit on my hot dog. This isn't so bad. Why is everyone complaining? Two days later, Ted was dead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, moving on from uh, from that wonderful sentiment, I guess Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna knock out the Xbox, like the strictly Xbox related stuff, real quick here. So talking about other things being canceled. they announced uh, just a couple days ago, actually, that Project Spark is actually being... Uh, they're discontinuing support for it. They're not canceling it. They're just saying, all right, this is done. We're not we're not supporting it anymore. Didn't they announce a while back that it, they weren't going to... They weren't... Do, I they the thought, studio, I thought this was an old story. There was news somewhere. God, what was it? I know what you're talking about. I just can't think of it. They did? They mentioned this before? I could have sworn uh, I, I've heard this before. There was Project Spark news about something, and I can't remember what it is, though. Oh, it wasn't the hold same up. thing. There's another link. Hold up. Hold up. Yeah, check that shit out. Uh, I, I cannot think about it. Oh, uh, wait. Hold up. Uh, okay, so actually in September, <laughs> in September they were... Sounds right. No, they said they were... Hold up. Biggest change is a shift from free play model to a free and open creation platform. What does that mean? This will automatically unlock free play. Uh, this is exciting. Some uh, good ass radio. No, I mean like September in September they posted about how they were moving it to more like a free creation platform, so they they were kind of taking their hands off the wheel a little bit. But I think wasn't the thing they were they were no longer creating content for the yeah. game, like packs and shit you could buy. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. But now okay. they've officially said like you, you can't download this game anymore. It's done. Oh, uh, well that can't sucks. Download it anymore. Yeah, that's weird. I wish, you know, when they shut games off, I really wish they would just release emulation packs. You know what I mean? I, I just wish games didn't have to run on all these servers and shit, so, like, they don't need to shut a game down. Right. You know? What I'm saying is, if when they shut a game down, they should just be like, hey, here's, like, a piece of software that, um, I feel like that's too much to ask for, for a big company, though, you know? I don't know. I don't know if it's just like, hey, we don't want you to make money on this anymore because you're not going to put the investment up. So just give it to us. Like, I feel like that's the way that they would think about it, you know? Yeah, but if they want their stuff to be preserved, I would say that's the way to go. That's what I I would do. I I don't think the guys making these decisions really necessarily care about that. They might not, but they should, I think. But Well, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Nicole says they just want the money. Yeah. Video they games is just about the money. They work hard for the money. Big gaming. Nah, 4chan. The man. <laughs> man. Okay. 
Four uh, Chan man. Four uh, man. And I get yeah. <laughs> wow. Four man to the rescue. <laughs> Four man to the rescue. Hey man, have you seen the research? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Fortune. I've got data that provides the wage gap isn't a thing. Oh my Fortune, god, man. you did it. You were thinking about what I was thinking and you you said I it. Mind. There we go. You did it. <laughs> uh, that's great. What what were you talking about? Okay. <laughs> we were talking about something pro- I don't know. We were talking about we talking, we talking about Project Spark, but uh Oh, that's right. But yep. uh it, if, if you guys don't really have much of a... Do you guys have any last thoughts on it? I was just going to move on to the next piece. Next, uh, it's sad that no one ever will be able to use it. I, I liked Spark, the little I spent with it. Uh, it's a complicated tool, even though it was described as being something that was easy to use. <laughs> so I, I feel like you know it just failed on what it was trying to do. Like the Conquer thing that it tried doing, I felt like just was a complete misuse of IP. Because it was right. put, being put in a game that's played by... Young kids and adults alike, yeah. And it's like a M-rated N64 game. Like I, I just don't think that's the place that they should be put in Conquer. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's always, it's always sad to see the shit go. But oh yeah, writing was on the wall in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, it seemed like oh, this is their chance to make their own little big planet, and then they didn't do it. You know. Yeah, I think that was their attempt. It's just like they showed it at that E3, and it came out and literally nobody talked about it not even microsoft talked about it yeah yeah it didn't get any traction i mean who the hell knows at this point that's that's sad that i think that i wish like they could just keep the tools Mm -hmm. uh, online like will i still be able to use the tools and make levels and stuff or was it all like online you know what i mean all online so yeah see that's sad i wish that i could just like at least make the tools offline so that i could Right, you know, play with them if I ever got curious. You know, yeah. Well, anyway, nothing stays golden. Exactly, all good things come to an end, or in Project Spark's case, I guess all sort of life is terrible. You will die. Yeah, the heat death of the universe. Life is terrible. (laughs) Nothing means anything. (laughs) All right, I'm moving on before this gets any more, any more. You know, you know what I mean. Depressing. Uh, Depressing. Void. Real. Soulless. Can't handle the realness. <laughs> <laughs> I need an adult. Anyway, uh, I need an adult. This has become nihilist podcast. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, so the uh, nothing matters. Last piece of like official Xbox news here. Uh, the Xbox backwards compatibility is uh, going to be of- officially adding multi-disc support. So yes, any games. Oh, they had... didn't have that. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's a thing now. So if any games that had gotcha. multiple discs. Uh, are now being supported. So games like uh, Lost Odyssey, games like uh, I think Mass Effect Three also had two discs. Mass Effect Two also had two. Mass discs. Effect Two as well. Um, Mass Effect Two is weird though because it's like the last mission. The last mission was on the. Th- didn't it have three discs? Or am I thinking of something else? I don't know. I, I don't know. Fantasy Thirteen had three. Discs. It had multiple discs. That's what yeah. I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is right up my alley though. Yeah, right up my alley. Because, uh, yeah. like, every multiple disc game on the 360 is either a JRPG or an RPG. And a or fucking... Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> did Grand Theft Auto have? Well, Grand Theft Auto 5 did, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. well, that makes sense, I guess. Was it, like, a texture packs disc thing? Like, Halo 4? 
was one of those things. Well, Halo 4 had the multiplayer you had to install. I remember yeah. that. Oh, was it multiplayer? I just remember having like yeah. two discs. Even like it had a, shit. I think it had a second disc, and you had to you had to install the multiplayer. But then after that, you could just run the first. Right. right disc. Yeah. 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 I popped that into my 360 earlier today. That's why I was thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that they're finally adding support. I honestly, I don't use backwards compatibility that much. But uh, for those who really like who are looking for a reason to jump still from the Xbox 360, this should be like the point. Where you say, like, all right, this is this time to go. <laughs> I think it's just a nice thing to have. Yeah. I don't know if it's really a selling point, at, the, at least this late into the cycle. Sure. I mean, I mean, most people should have jumped by now, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, if, they, if they don't, it's because, you know, they're like a kid who doesn't have income or something. I don't know. Yeah. One of my friends just, like, recently got his Xbox One. And, yeah. Yeah, and he was, like, really holding on to the 360. I was like, come on, dude. You gotta let it go. Well, I mean... You know, there there hasn't been many games, really, you know. What, for Xbox In the last or? three years? That has been at least, like, if, if I was a kid right now, and there, and I was trying to think of games that, like, I oh, would be dying to I'm play. I'm not talking about kids. I mean, kids have different, a different No, I know. Thing. No, I mean, like, high school kid. Like, if I was in high school and like, I didn't have a job, and, like, that's the... I, I need reasons to really get in, get a new console, there hasn't been a whole lot, especially of first-party games that have been extremely enticing like don't get me wrong Witcher 3 to, in my personal opinion is like one of the most impactful games in the last 10 years but like yeah. uh, outside of a few games here and there like PS4 to me just became viable with Uncharted 4 you don't like, think Halo like moves the needle because uh, I feel I, like not, I would, not for me but like I get I feel like when I was uh, in high school like Halo would have been something I feel I like Halo sort of has passed that limit at least at least as a, a heavy console buyer for most people i think it still has that that market share that's pretty large because i mean it still does huge bonkers numbers for for xbox as we saw with halo 5 it didn't do extraordinarily large it was the, the smallest launch in the uh history of halo uh-huh. so I, I don't know that's just my personal opinion yeah yeah that's just like your opinion man it is. We can dive. It into is that. my only, It is my opinion, and it could be wrong. So we can I dive won't argue further it. into that in like a topic of the week or something. But I, I am really trying to get through the news here. So so deep. I so get deep. it. I'm gonna head off. Yeah. I gotta go. Yes, to go. My sister at the airport. Oh, oh no. Well, mm. Nate, okay. we're glad you're back. Thank God. I'm glad to Finally. be back. Thank God for Nate. Thank God. I've been charging for so long. I just gotta let you, it out, and you let it out in a bunch of air horns. Wrong I did, <laughs> and God bless like the United trained, States of America. It's like he was training <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. He's finally come back to us. Super right, Saiyan. Peace out. All right. See you next Bye-bye. week. Later, bro. Have a good night. Okay, so moving on. Good kid. Yeah, that kid. <laughs> that kid. Wonderful child. Got a head on his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think this is gonna be the last. Like, uh, I guess piece of bad news here for the most part um, oh no this yeah. is about uh disney infinity 3.0 being canceled no and more more specifically uh it's uh the article i picked was an, like kind of one of those like addendum articles that talks about what disney infinity 4.0 would have been and it says that uh disney 4.0 would have had cool new figures and ambitious story mode basically they were thinking about uh putting in stuff from rogue one a star wars story and guardians of the galaxy 2 um 
Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, for cool. I can understand people who who were really into this, Josh, uh, being really <laughs> being really upset about this because it's that's the, you were into Infinity. I was pretty bummed out. Yeah, I didn't know you played it. That, that He's mentioned heavily. it a few times on the podcast. Yeah, uh, you're you acting know what's like even, I remember. What's even what more depressing about? is like two days before this, um, friends of mine had bought that Marvel Battlegrounds thing. Yeah, and it's basically like Marvel Power Stone. And it's so fun. I love it. It's really fun. We were having a really good time. And then two days later, they're like, it's canceled. I'm like, no. It's like, wow. uh, yeah. It, um, so I, we didn't really talk about this last week because I don't, I don't think it broke by last week. Or I wasn't here. So you guys just didn't even talk about it. I don't think, I don't think it broke until later. <laughs> Not Sunday night anyway, right? I don't know. I feel like. I feel like it was a thing, and you guys just didn't talk about it. Whatever, man. You're going to call us out for... <laughs> I am. Um, talk about Disney. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but the point <laughs> is... yeah, The point is, uh, like, the first Disney Infinity, the 1.0 release, did really well. Like, it sold bonkers. Uh, Disney Infinity 2.0 sold decent. It's, it, like, made its mark. And then 3.0 undersold a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend who works at GameStop, and when this whole thing happened, I asked her, like, how it was doing. And she said that, like, 3.0 gets marked down, like, all the time. Like, people just don't buy it because it's, like, um, the whole thing about, like, jumping between versions is sometimes confusing. And um the playset thing is kind of strange how they only like if you're in a star wars playset they only let you play star wars characters which i i also think is really dumb i i'm under the i'm i think if i want to be black suit spider-man in the force awakens i should be able to like that should be the draw of the game right Mm -hmm. but they don't let you do that which i find really odd and i and i was i think it's about protection of ip you but know. it's their own IP. <laughs> yeah, cares? but it's like it's managed by like all of these different branches under Disney. You know, I can just understand why. Like, I mean, this is the whole thing about Batman. Like, why we can get a Batman Lego movie while we're also getting Batman versus Superman? Because like, apparently, the idea is they pitched the Batman Lego movie to them as like, okay, this is the Lego Batman, so it's a separate Batman universe that audiences will understand, and that's what sold Warner Brothers on the idea. Yeah, I think it's a situation like that. Sure, but um, I'm not saying it's cool. I'm just <laughs> right, but I'm just saying like the the whole idea of Disney Infinity from the get go was that it's like a toy box, mm-hmm. like it's it's like all of your toys come to life in this thing like that emulates sort of like what you would have done as a kid. Of course, you would have had like Batman and I mean and Batman's a bad example. I mean, of course, you would have had like oh my god, hang on, what's happening? I heard a buzzing. Yeah. Is Josh dead? Josh? Josh? Anyway, let's fill space. <laughs> Did anyway. you read the uh, original Kotaku article? What, about how Disney 3.0 died? or It was, well, it's the source from the GameSpot piece, but it was uh, from Patrick Klepek. It was just Gordon. explaining more into detail and, yeah. like, what it could have been and stuff. Because I think it was saying that, oh, like, the no. reason why it fell off was Sorry. because... It's just too expensive to produce these toys and games yeah, well, and stuff, and they're not. I was actually listening to, and kind of funny talked about this. Apparently, Disney was losing money on mm-hmm. 3.0, so they just decided to kill it because it was costing them money to have it. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and so it makes sense. So, 
the way yeah sorry my girlfriend started running her hair dryer and i was like you're running the hair dryer i'm on a car no um but like <sighs> i lost my train of thought but um it's going forever now yeah 3.0 didn't do very well and the whole toy box thing i i think they kind of missed the the mark they didn't do what they should have done in my opinion um that being said you know i i am bummed out that like they didn't get a chance to to fix it because i think in 4.0 they really could have done things like that where it's like hey if you want to be anakin skywalker and stitch and you want to play in this marvel universe like that would have been totally fine with me honestly like i think a lot of fans wanted that but they just didn't do it I really wanted a Rogue One playset because I knew it was coming at some point. Like they had to do it for, you know, promotional things. Um, I also was like really looking forward to the possibility of like an Indiana Jones playset because they were going to be releasing, you know, Indy Five is a thing that's happening. So I was like, oh my god, there's gonna be like an Indiana Jones playset at some point. Like I'm gonna love that, and I don't know. It just bums me out because it's. It was, it's such a fun game, and it has its issues, mm-hmm. but it is a really fun game. Like At least now, it's it's the best out of the Toys to Life, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. I just think that way, because like, Lego Dimensions to me just feels like more Lego games that are smashed together. Like there's, I don't feel like there's much incentive for the reason that there's Toys to Life. Amiibo, in my opinion, don't do jack shit other well, than they're nice to collect. Yeah, and nobody buys those. Is, yeah, nobody buys those yeah. for that reason. People buy Amiibo to collect Nintendo figures. Right, but I feel like Infinity really understood what makes Toys to Life unique. Yeah, and I mean, th- I think they were on the right track because they were taking a year off, and like, uh, like you said, this inner this uh this piece just goes into huge detail on like what could have been. And all this stuff, and it's like I feel like they could have come out swinging it because I feel like it was just oversaturating in the market. That's why it was declining. But I mean, Disney is a giant company again, so like this news piece also it's bored to know it comes with like they're shutting down all games publishing in general. So like they're not gonna yeah publish any games themselves anymore. So Avalanche is gone, wow. which is fucking crazy. But yeah, I mean. I guess it makes more sense financially for them to just license out their property to other developers right. and publishers. It does. I mean, they, I mean this, is, this isn't this the first time Disney has done this. It's like the third and final purging right. of yeah, the video is, game this division. Is, yeah. like, okay, done. Um, I mean, like, the, the, first, went and, the yeah. first time they were doing it, it was they had Disney Interactive, and they were making like games based on their own properties and things. And original and, IP, like Split Second... Well, Man, that was the, this was the second age. So, like, Wasn't then they had game, this moment. One of you defend, had, doesn't one of you love that game? Pure me. Yeah, <laughs> I love Split Second. So, um, they had this second kind of thing where after they were done with Disney Interactive and they started licensing out like their properties to other studios to be like, hey, you make the freaking you know Finding Nemo game or you make this right. They had this moment where they're like, okay, let's actually like get into making games, and then they made this um, kind of off-road motorbike game that I, I honestly can't even remember the title, but I remember it was reviewed it's pretty pure. well. And it, right. Was that what it was? Pure, because Dave just said it. Yeah, I mentioned Pure, but then you were like, oh, no, I love Split Second. I was like, oh, whoops. Yeah. Oh, well, they made that, and 
they I sold that the at budget. Yeah, they sold that at budget. It was like forty dollars. It actually did really well, and reviewed mm-hmm. decently. So that Disney was like, okay, this is working. So then they had Split Second, and then the problem is that they kind of sent that game to die because they sent it out the same day that not only Alan Wake released, but the same day Red Dead Redemption came out. Oh, <laughs> wow. So well, if you thought if you thought Alan Wake was even like, oh man, that game's going to die because it's going up against Red Dead Redemption, then there's this other game that Disney financed called I mean, Split to, Second. To be fair, Split Second is a racing game. Red Dead Redemption is an open world you know, western. So I don't know if there's much cross crossover in the market. So I sure, can see them but... being like... It, it's fine, just because like people are going to pick it up after Red Dead Redemption. And sure, stuff. but I think there were people like people would have bought Split Second. I think. No, yeah, I, I completely. It, it demo, hit with hardcore gamers. I feel like. I yeah, think really the beta did. and the demo came out, and people seemed to really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, well, Alan Wake and Red Dead are coming out, and like I can, right. or I can only afford one, and I'm getting yeah, Red people Dead. People were spread too thin as it as it was. Yeah, so. They sent that to basically die, and then after that, they're like, oh, we're not going to do this anymore, and then basically the Toys to Life thing was their third one, and now I think they're just kind of done altogether. Um, mm-hmm. Which, it's sad, but I get it at the same time. Um, so they're just, I mean, they're going to just be like, I think they've just accepted, like, we don't have the resources to put into making our own video games. We'd rather let people who know how to make video games make our video games and just not saying that Avalanche didn't know how to make video games. I think it was just mismanaged a little, maybe. Honestly, I think it's smart to do this. I think it's just smarter to let other developers handle it. I don't know. It is, but it's still still sad. I think the... Right, yeah, people are losing their jobs and stuff. They also just manufactured them way too much. They were in in, uh, continual production. Yeah, that's that's Um, the fucking dumb thing. It's like Disney is like, okay, this Toys to Life thing is banging off. Avalanche also, from the studio is like, okay, this might let us survive for a couple more years because we'll continually yeah. be creating more content. And then all of a sudden, saturation in the market because we've got four fucking Toys to Life games, or at least genres in this uh, sense, just like cropping up. And they're like, oh, okay, this dr- there's a sales drop off. We might as well kill it because we're Disney and you know we're a giant megalump. Manic, what's the fucking word? Megalomaniac? Mega, 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 no, mega corporation. Yeah, they're, they're just giants. So it's like, yeah, you know, they, just, they lose that fucking, that really uh, close tie with the developer. And it's just, it's, it's the same thing why Lionhead probably got closed, you know? Right. Um. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, well, it's sad. It's probably the best, but yeah, they, they rented out a lot of shelf space for this kind of thing. I, right. I think uh, the next thing to go if I'm being honest, it's probably Lego Dimensions. Really? Yeah, they have... I was just in a Toys R Us today, and they have as much shelf space as Disney Infinity does, and they have a lot of those things left. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think people are really buying that game. Well, I yeah, I haven't heard much about it. Like, there's the hardcores that are very vocal about it, but... Like, outside of... But... Right, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> As far as like yeah. how the game's survivability, I mean, I think that going up against Skylanders was going to be hard to begin with, and even Skylanders probably isn't safe forever. Yeah, no, I'm sure, Sky, I'm sure that's apparently the off. Skylanders has been has been uh, sales are going down every iteration. So I don't doubt it. Um, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a kids' fad. Eventually, 
eventually it'll die. Yeah, it's, it's a trend. Just, it's a trend. Yeah. That's all it is. I don't know if it'll die in totality, but it won't be as big as it was. Out of uh, the three that are left, who do you think has the biggest shot? Amiibos. Yeah. Yeah, probably right. That seems obvious now that, now and, that you said that. And the only reason I say that is just because Nintendo's kind of smart. They don't... They, they limit. don't. They don't completely... Yeah, they limit... Like They don't just manufacture figures. They make them in waves. So they'll be like, you know, here's a wave of... Our Animal Crossing line, and then if and then if they sell so crazy that they need to do another wave, then they do another wave. And while that annoys yep. people that collect amiibos because they're like, I it's two months later and I still don't have a NES, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it allows them to save a lot of money, and also the idea that like, uh, I mean this 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 figure doesn't do anything incredibly compelling in any one game. Not really. But it works across like a, a lot Twilight of games. Yeah. Or just like the Mario like the Mario Kart amiibos, um or just the amiibo thing. Uh like it, it's like, oh I have Donkey Kong, you put Donkey Kong on, it's like, oh you unlocked this like racing suit for your me that looks like Donkey Kong, and you're like, Oh, that's it. <laughs> like <laughs> that's kind of it. But the thing is my Donkey Kong figure works in Smash Brothers and it works in Mario Maker right. and it works in this and that's Sort of why they're compelling. It's like. Could you imagine Pokemon Amiibo? Oh, man. Oh, shit. That'd be so dope. I mean, that would have been a. If Pokemon came out today, then I think. Like, imagine Sun and Moon comes out and, like, they release every Pokemon available in the game has its own Amiibo that you can use. Oh, they won't do that. That's way too much. I'm just dreaming. I know. I'm sure the Pokemon Amiibos they have now, like, they have Pikachu, they have Charizard. Right. Um, and a couple others. I'm sure those will be. That's interesting. Yeah, able to work. And I'm sure that the uh, they'll make the starter Pokemon, the new starter Pokemon. There'll be amiibos for them. I'm sure there'll even be an addition that comes with them, those amiibos. Mm. Those Xbox. Starters, man. <laughs> yeah. oh, <clears throat> so funny. All right. Uh, I'm not even gonna ask if we have any last thoughts. I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> no, it was a big. Yeah, that was a big thing. It's something that we're gonna again going to talk about for a, well, maybe not for a while, but it's at least worth mentioning because it is coming out soon, and it does matter because it's a it's a big part. And I I'm not sure how you guys feel about it. Um, this is coming from the Overwatch forums. Uh, the community manager posted in the Overwatch forums has basically said that if you're caught cheating in Overwatch, you will be permanently banned. Good. Um, it's fine. I say I love that. <laughs> I love the idea of having that kind of a harsh punishment for cheaters. Because Battleborn ha- is having that problem right now where aimbotters and shit are showing up. And there's not a lot of anti-cheat available right now. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's definitely a problem. And I just want to see... I want to see harsh punishment for people who are cheating. Blizzard's really never... good about taking action against people that cheat. Like There was a whole... Uh, there was like a week or two in Heroes of the Storm where people were using these programs that would basically show you where all the enemies were if they were in like fog of war and stuff and yeah um i mean those people got squashed into the dust so you know and people have like for forever have been like blizzard spies on you because they have like they have program they like they in their code they look at what programs you're running when you play their game but it is basically anti-cheating that's the only reason they're because they're looking mm-hmm. for that like you know 
aimbot.exe or whatever, and they're like, there it is. <laughs> you know? Oh, look, Josh has got Pornhub open while he's playing Heroes of the Storm. I know. Doing two things at once. <laughs> and, <they're just> like, <laughs> and Blizzard just is there like, I'll allow it. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's not fucking... It's not cheating. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's fine. I've never run into that much cheating in my online experiences. Not really. Um, I mean, that's because that's because I mostly play console. But like, well, uh, when I played Halo too, they were they were all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like in the early days, oh, there yeah. was a mod chip. People. Like people were doing lag boxes and lag switches, and people still lag in game exploits. Yeah, of course. But like, I, I never run into it really. Oh, and, if you play Destiny a lot, you run into it. Um, there was a there was another thing that came out from the Overwatch news because like didn't the the guy come out and say like sometimes uh, the guy's not cheating, he's just really good. Oh yeah, and there's, there's something to be said about that. I mean, like I'm glad they said it because they're just like look, just because you're getting your ass kicked doesn't mean the person's hacking. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it oh, depends. Man. You have to you have to oh, know man, how to God look for it. it. You know what I mean. <laughs> In, yeah. When you play Destiny and you notice someone lag switching, it's totally obvious because they're like zooming around the map. Right, yeah. yeah, and you're like, clear. "What the hell?" And you, you're like pumping them full of bullets, and they're not dying. And all of a sudden, you're like, "Man, you're dead." You're like, right. "Come on, man!" But it's like that is that's obvious. But but if someone's using like an aimbot, it's maybe not as obvious. But like, I, I you know, Counter Strike has a really good thing. Um, they have this thing called, uh, oddly enough, it's called Overwatch, yeah. and <laughs> That's funny. basically what it is is like you if you if you're part of this program, you get to like people report people for cheating, and you watch their game footage. I think they actually reward players for doing this. You watch their game footage, and you can watch from the other people's perspective and stuff, and you can try and tell if they're cheating. It's like this whole player kind of council that determines whether or not people are cheating and then you can tell Valve like yep I think this dude was cheating and stuff and that was pretty cool that is I think even like League of Legends had their whole player tribunal thing where um you could if you were a part of the player tribunal like you would see chat logs and stuff from people's games and if you think that like the one person was actually being really aggressive and stuff then you know, you could take action on them, but and apparently it cleaned up that game a lot, from what I hear. It's probably not perfect, but I've heard that the game is a lot better than when I played it. In terms of uh, community, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's cool. Good, man. So, do we have any last thoughts on Overwatch doing, you know, the right thing? Go get them. <laughs> yeah. take, take them out. Die. Okay. Wipe, wipe them out. So, Order 66. Next piece of news here. Order 69. Just going to keep moving on Ooh. here. Uh, <laughs> next piece of news here. ESL is revealing plans to basically... They're just cleaning up their, their league, essentially. Uh, the, the actual title mm-hmm. reads, ESL reveals plan to clean up doping, corruption, and cheating in esports. I didn't know esports players did doping. but Yep. Uh, yep. Okay. It's pretty Adderall. That's a th- oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there was a whole like uh, controversy because there were multiple CS:GO teams like abusing Adderall regularly. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty recent, right? Uh, yeah. Wait, what? 
that was pretty recent, right? What yeah, it was pretty heard? recent. Um, that's ESL is kind of they're the biggest uh, esports company. Obviously, I think they're bigger yeah. than MLG at this point. Um, yeah, no are. doubt. Yeah, no doubt. And they have a lot of rules, and they do drug tests and stuff. And they, unless a pl- I think unless a player actually has like um, an attention deficit disorder, um, like they don't allow the use of like Adderall and things. Like they test for so it unless it's for yeah. like treatment. Right, but uh, that's that's basically it. I think yeah. if you ha- if you need it for treatment, I think they let you get away with it. But uh, other than that, no. Yeah, and I, I and that that's kind of you have to kind of understand that because I mean it is a you know Adderall is a drug that's used for medical purposes, so you have to kind of right. you know it, it's it's different in certain situations with other drugs, but Adderall you kind of have to just let it go sometimes. Right, but uh, anyway, this um. Uh, this whole thing is basically what they're doing is they're creating a an oversight community. It's called um, it's called the World Esports Association or WISA for short. WISA, WISA, WISA gonna make esports better. Oh god! Don't even. Oh, I just it. got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh you. Oh you. <laughs> Basically, it's just it's creating a code of conduct for the entire for anyone operating in the ESL uh, sphere, and part of that is having stricter stricter restrictions on you know dr- you know doing drug testing, making sure that basically that the ESL functions like a normal sports league, that you know it's, right. you know that everything's done correctly by the book, which is I can only say is a good thing, you know. There. Yeah, the, it, this needed to be done. Oh yeah, uh, honestly, um, that the one of the biggest problems with um, just esports in general is that there's so many different leagues and there's tournaments happening all the time, and it's like, what am I supposed yeah. to be watching? Who mm-hmm. am I supposed to be rooting for? Why am I supposed to be caring? Um, I've actually been a big advocate. I wish that they would separate esports into their own like regional leagues so like we could have a national counter-strike league so an ncl basically because mm-hmm. i'm sure that's not taken <laughs> uh or ncsl or whatever um and so you have the t- like a team from california and you have a team from nebraska and a team from new york or whatever and they all play in a season and they all play and have trades and pick up rookies and all that. Like WCGs to do it. Right. But I think that's how it should function. Uh, But the way it works now is interesting because it's like anyone can really run an esports tournament. Like tomorrow, if we wanted to, we could run one and stream it on Twitch and people would watch it. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because that's not a hard thing to break into. Um, but it, it it it's it's just odd because there's like so many people trying to get into it because esports is making a lot of money right now. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. that there's going to be this kind of yeah, there's going to be this bloating and uh so I, I think somebody needs to kind of I know CBS has their own league now. Uh they're cuz they're airing Counter-Strike games now on CBS. TV. Yeah. Um hmm. they have their own Counter-Strike. Well, what's, the, league. what's the TNT thing? Are they just I airing? I think it's different. It's a different, but kind of same idea. Right. I think uh, this is a this is a good time too, because like corruption and spe- specifically is starting to get pretty fucking rampant. 
Oh yeah, because the NFL has never been corrupted any other time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you can fucking murder somebody and still play in the fucking playoffs, that's fine. But whatever. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, there's especially in uh, uh, like, I mean, it happens here. I think a lot of the esports uh, corruption stuff tends to happen in like south korea where it's really big and in china oh china Mm -hmm. um whereas in the u.s and in europe it seems less about corruption and a bit more about players cheating yeah Um, right is what is what i seem to get there was a whole uh thing about um in starcraft recently like one of the best players life who's been who's been a like a a StarCraft two player forever. Just they just found out mm-hmm. he's been match fixing for like years, and uh, like wow. that kind of shit sucks. Yeah, and it happens all the time. There was a Hearthstone, like... there was a Hearthstone tournament in China, I think, where when they were just running out of times to play the games, they would just like not air certain games, and they would just do coin flips behind stage and be like, okay, they're gonna be the one going up in the bracket and stuff. And it's like, no, that's not how it should work, right? Be a little I feel more like there's a new story about that like every other week, you know? It's right. just so frequent. Right. But yeah, yeah. that it's yeah. just this needs to happen. It's something we need a, like a big league to to happen. We were talking about this, I'm not sure how many months ago, but we were talking about how, you know, in order for gaming to be seen as like this legitimate form of entertainment that this kind of stuff needs to happen. That you know, uh-huh. it's just eventually there has to be somebody has to say, okay, we have to start taking this a lot more seriously than we're already taking it. And uh, yeah, I think this is just one of those steps. Yeah, which is always a good mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah man, that's going to be the next few years is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, so do we have any final thoughts on the ESL? Finally, you know, saying, hey, you know, we got to take this shit seriously now. <laughs> Not for me. Good. Okay. Uh, so, last piece of news. and Wow, it's getting late. We haven't even gotten to the topic of the show yet. We're past 1 a.m. I know, Jesus. Um, so, Civilization Six has been revealed and brings major changes. Not an Xbox game. <laughs> Not an Xbox but yes. game, but uh, because Kyle like freaked out about it on Twitter, I felt the need to include it. But uh, that could Yay. be... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'll get through it nice and quick. Uh... Civ 6 marked a drastic departure from how we think about city placement, growth, expansion, and invasion. does so by, quote-unquote, unstacking cities. That is, instead of piling your palace, buildings, wonders, and garrison troops all in one hexagonal tile, Civ 5 spreads your settlement into several districts on multiple tiles. Uh, this means each metropolis will be more specialized than those of earlier franchi- franchise entries. By dividing cities into different districts, you'll make use of different terrains, more varied resources, and more overall land. Um, basically, uh, the creator is just saying we want to stop players from falling into patterns. We want players to build their own de- empires differently every time. <laughs> right. I had a funny um, thought because the trailer has Sean Bean in it, and I was oh and I was thinking like, how funny would it be if Sean Bean's like narrator got murdered at the end of the trailer? Wow. <laughs> Sean Bean's narrating it. I didn't even know. Yeah, he Jesus narrated Christ. the trailer. Where it's like the. the, the uh, <laughs> What does he say? He's like something about like the binds that we'll build tomorrow some, and stuff like that. Yeah, civilization shit. Yeah, where it's Where, all like you know, onward to the grandeur. future. That whole speech. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so fucking amped because, like, personally, I think Civilization Five, like the complete package with Brave New World and all that, <sighs> one of the legitimate best games 
ever made. Like yeah. the systems that work in that game are so complex and deep. It's easy to understand. It's so it's so good. I just love that game. And uh, they're keeping almost everything from Civ Five and just building on top of it with this uh, right. city system. So it's almost really like excited. an XCOM Two kind of thing, where right. they're like enemy yeah. enemy unknown. Was that what it was called? Yeah, enemy yeah. unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like enemy unknown was really good. People really liked it. Let's just take that and expand on it. Right. Well, I'm, I'm very cool. excited. I I feel like Veraxis is one of the best developers right now. They're, they're yeah. so on point. So someone someone said today uh, I heard that Civ Five came out six years ago. Doesn't that not feel like that? Isn't Jesus that crazy? Christ, is it? Doesn't feel like yeah. that at all. Crazy. Yeah, that doesn't oh feel God. like it came out six years ago. I guess it's true. I was in high school. That's six wow. years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're wow. twenty two. That was six years ago. Would have been twenty ten. I was in. Well, college. I know that. I, I, I was in college still. I was in collage. And here I I'm am. A and here I am working retail. You know. <laughs> still in yep. college. Yep. <laughs> I'd love. To, I'd love to still be in college. That'd be wonderful. I Anyways. can't wait to get out. You want to trade places? Absolutely. <laughs> I only have a week left, so I have fun. I'm say, you know anything about <laughs> guitars? <laughs> do I know anything? I know a little bit. I play guitar. You do? You ever told yeah, me I that. thought I told you that. No, I don't think I ever did. Oh, I know I, I play drums and guitar guy. and bass guitar and really? sing and yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool, Dave. You need to pay I have a little bit of musical knowledge. I can music. <laughs> yeah, probably not as well as you, but I can. I can. I can play a tune. <laughs> carry a little, a little, uh, little tune there. Okay. I, I can carry a tune across yeah. the sound music. Okay, do we have any last thoughts on Civ 6? Uh, hype. All the hype. It's going to be it's going to be a good game probably. <laughs> Hopefully. Thumbs up cuz I I'm pretty sure there hasn't been a Civ game that people haven't liked. So, not a single one. Not that I know of. Not that I've ever heard. I've never heard anyone be like, I like all of them except 3. That was a pile of shit. I've never heard that. 3 so good. Exactly. Three's so damn good. I the only one I've ever played actually was five, and I and I thought it was pretty good. I was like, "This is cool." It's pretty good. It's just you yeah. know the best game ever. <laughs> I'm getting hyperbolic. <laughs> Isn't that a little hyperbolic? You're a little hyperbolic. just a bit over the top. No. Just a tiny though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. So uh, are we good on Civ Six? Yes, we are. All right. So. <laughs> With all of that, all the news out of the way, we can finally, after, I think we've been recording for like two hours. Uh, after an eternity. <laughs> yeah, we can finally move on to the topic of the week. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So- so the topic of the week this week comes from Josh here. He wanted to talk about uh, it's kind of unrelated to the stuff we've been talking about in the news, but honestly, I just really like this topic, and he does, and everyone else does. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, basically, uh, what we want to talk about is the concept of diversity for diversity's sake in video games. Yeah, uh, what we we're mean, getting we're getting controversial today. So what we mean is, I think um, we should word the some topic reason. differently because, like, obviously. Diversity for diversity's sake is never good. 
Yeah. Okay. So because like put this into context is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'll put it into context with a certain story. Um, actually, I'll, I'll just. I'm sorry. I gotta relate this to me because there's uh, there's a certain game I'm going to bring up, so I'm just gonna bring it up now just to frame it to see just so you guys know exactly what we're talking about. Um, basically, Matt, the Bioware games have always been known to be kind of push the envelope a little bit when it comes to you know um, social things within the game. Uh, it started with Mass Effect One and with uh, your you know female Shepard's relationship with Liara, and kind of expanded as the games went. You know, and then uh, when Mass Effect Three came out, uh, there was an option for a uh, for actually I think two male gay romances. There was the one with uh, the guy who was driving the shuttle, and then the and then Caden. And uh, while most people were okay with the shuttle driver guy, I think people thought that uh, that the Caden one felt a little forced. And that, you know, they were just making, they were just putting that romance in there for, you know, just for the sake of having it. And then that same thing. I don't thing know was, if I'd agree with that. I know. I don't agree with it either, but it did come up. I thought it was fine. Yeah. I was cool with it. I'm just saying far that. Enough into I'm just saying that people. To care. I'm just saying that people, that there were issues were brought up when Mass Effect 3, when it happened in Mass Effect 3. And then I believe it was brought up again. Gee, in, I wonder by who. Yeah. And, uh. <laughs> I believe it was brought up again in Dragon Age Inquisition when um uh, the the magician's name uh do you guys know who I'm talking about the guy with the mustache uh, black the hair magician. Oh, the Dorian? magician Dorian. you Dorian. mean the mage the mage <laughs> shut up it's the same, same no it is not the same thing shut up <laughs> I'm tired it's one in the morning I have this trick you've been talking about the Disney the magician community name finds that offensive the magician community <laughs> oh boy okay so oh my god stop this I'm sorry I'm playing I'm actually where are you going with this I'm, I'm playing Battleborn Tap while I'm doing this but, uh, Battleborn Tap what is this <laughs> nonsense you're into <laughs> it's a stupid oh shitty god. mobile game for, for that has it's, it's literally like just tap enemies to kill it and you have the Battleborn my girlfriend my girlfriend found that in the app store and she was like what is Battleborn Tap? It was like there's a fucking Battleborn mobile app? Yeah. I didn't even know that. And they were trying to put yeah. they try to push it you on the players every time they log you in. You know what I played? You know what I played though? Just yeah. to you know get away from this topic entirely. Uh, that Uncharted mobile game is... How you know, is it? It's so good. Is it really? Do you like do you like Lara Croft uh, Go? Uh, yeah. Well then, oh, suit it's like up because it's more of that. Yeah. Ah, oh, cool. I thought and this you... was an endless runner for some reason. No, so not I was at like, all. no, this is dumb. No, this it's is cool. freaking okay. awesome. It's a puzzle game. Nate's neck still bugs me, so there's that. But his I'm neck, the Nate's it's neck so fan It's so big club. and huge, and it's so thick and girthful. It can't be as big it's as not, a Marcus. Phoenix it's not about neck. the length. It's not about the length of the it's neck. The it's about the girth <laughs> of the neck. I feel like Marcus Phoenix, if his neck was any bigger, he would just be like a face on the side of a ball. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, that's a little horrifying. That's like Cronenberg-esque. Yeah. yeah. Cronenbergian, I mean. Okay, so our topic. <laughs> yeah, back yep. in that. Okay, so... Okay, what were you talking about? We were at Dorian? We were at Dorian. Basically, that the same uh, the same argument that he was just made a uh, a, a gay romance character... For for the sake of having one, which again I don't agree with, but it, the but again it did come up. People have said it. Yeah, people have said it. Uh, basically, those are the two I know about for the most part. 
Uh, I'm sure, sure it's happened elsewhere, and I'm sure Josh, you're going to bring up your example. Sure, it happens basically, every day. Basically, I think. <laughs> well, Josh, the reason why I wanted to bring this up, right, is because you were listening to a kind of funny cast, and Colin was kind yes. of like going off about it. Colin's always saying things about like diversity is cool, but like he, he's always like diversity for diversity's sake. I don't agree with that, and I'm kind of of the mind like I'm okay with it. <laughs> like to be honest. Um, and it's really hard to collect my thoughts because it's such a giant topic. Right, yeah, yeah it's... But, and I've heard, like, people always say, like, well, like, it should, like, the gender or the race of the character should matter, like, to the story, but I'm like, but you only say that... <sighs> it's so hard to, like... Well, I feel like... I can't, it's let's so hard a, to collect my thoughts. How do, how do we break this down? Let's exactly, take... it's so hard to break down. It's yeah. like a big Marcus Phoenix neck, so, neck and we just can't... Like, it's like a big... We, it's like a gigantic chocolate chip cookie, and you just have no idea where to start. There so it where is. Do, where there do we is. all lay on this? Where do we all lay in the, on this, uh, this issue? Um, okay, I'll right. start. I mean... I think that for the most part, using having a diverse game and trying to include as many people as possible so that everyone can relate to a game, I think for the most part, it's a it's a good idea. I mean, there are games that won't do it. Like, um, we'll take the Uncharted series. I mean, there's only a certain amount of people who can relate to Nathan Drake. Um, it's not like a you know all the white dudes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> same with like Marcus Phoenix. Like nobody really relates to. Mar- I don't even relate to Marcus Phoenix. Um, well, I don't think anyone relates to Marcus. Show. Exactly. So it's not like. <laughs> It's not like it has to be in every single game, and it's not. But you know, when there's games where you're supposed to be relating to your characters, I like for that to be there. I like it to you well, know, to include as many people as possible. I mean, that's um, a good that's that's a fair point. But I would say it's not so much even about the main character solely. It's about all the characters in a way. Like if you look at uh, at Gears of War one, it's all big buff dudes wearing cars and they show like a lady for like two seconds because she walks out of a helicopter and you look at her and then gunfire happens and she gets back in the helicopter and leaves and then it's Mm -hmm. like later they kind of change that where they're like okay you know we have uh, like Anya actually fights now for some reason and then we have whatever her name was I don't remember there was some other lady who had a bunch of armor on I I can't remember um (laughs) That's how much I liked Gears of War three, uh, <laughs> but it, I would say it is also not just not about as much the uh, the player character. I mean, the player character matters too. I, I think there should be a diverse range of main characters. Um, I was just we just saw Civil War today. Yeah, and uh, oh, how did you? What did you think? I liked it. Yeah, um, cool. we were talking about because actually, I think Marvel's doing a pretty minus the doctor strange thing which is a whole different topic but the uh (laughs) i think they're doing a really good job in terms of like diversity and it's like you just like it doesn't you know what i mean it's like yeah the movies um okay i think they do sorry i just want to get clear yeah uh but we're we're talking about like panther black panther's gonna be gonna be cool it's gonna be so good um Yeah, but uh, I don't even remember where I was going with this. <laughs> to be honest, um, well, like just just speaking personally, like I have a lot of uh, I have so many thoughts on on this topic just because like 
to just to bring it into reality for a minute, like I I live in Columbia, Missouri, where where Missouri University is, which is where Greg Miller went and stuff. And like it's been in the news recently because of a a concerned citizen, nineteen sixty whatever, uh, was this big movement that was done uh, on campus to get more representation from the uh, black student community, which was like, it turned into this gigantic movement from the students. And like, there's, there was other things attached to it. Like there was this video of some uh, journalism student who was barred from entering a place because it was like a media free zone. Oh, I don't think he was actually a a journalism student. Oh, you're talking about the photographers trying to take pictures and the people. There was a, there was a Chinese kid who was in the journalism school. I forget his name, but like, I, forgetting his name off the top of my head. I mean, I looked in the, this whole thing whenever it was happening. Like, I'm sure there was photos taken that were not from specific kids from the journalism school. But uh, the thing is, like, like when speaking in that specifically, um, I was really supportive of that movement in the beginning. And then they released their um, their list of demands in air quotes. And it was, it was just very, you know, be, because of any youth movement that's growing politically, like, it's very extreme and stuff. So, like, there are things that, like, obviously wouldn't happen. And one of them, uh, just pertaining it back to video games, it was this call for representation in the, uh, the I think the teachers to reflect that of the student base because you know there's a large uh, African American population of kids going to MU, but there's not many black teachers out there. So, like on that level, like I I understand the plight and I understand this. Uh, and I have sympathy for, you know, anyone who feels misrepresented, but it's also like, you're going to be firing somebody for all this. Like there's more things that go into it. So tying that back to games yeah. <laughs> uh, and taking a less serious angle on this. Well, that's a like, little different than creating a game character. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I'm not trying to make like clear uh, comparison here, but right. like, well, when it comes to, for instance, Bioware characters, right? Like a romance in, in that game, at least in my opinion, is about you exploring the, the roadmap which you want to explore and yeah. like having certain roads blocked off just because the game developer did not account for them, I think is detrimental to those who are inside of the, let's say, you know, whatever community is blocked off in that game to experiencing whatever they want to experience. So like getting mad about fucking Dorian is ridiculous. Like, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I remember it's, that. It's, People got it's mad. about as homophobic they're, as it gets within yeah, the gaming culture. They got right? mad because they're like, oh, there's a strictly like gay mm-hmm. characters like okay there's a lot of people who are strictly gay exactly so is that and why that was is the, that, that surprising was the best part of dragon age inquisition because like i i believe i may be wrong on this but i believe it was the first bioware game to allow strictly gay uh men and women i may I be wrong so. but yeah yeah i think I that's think, correct didn't that have to do with a creative director uh who, who was gay so he actually pushed for that the writer david gator, the writer, david the writer. Gator. yeah i saw yeah, yeah. him at a i saw him at a panel at at gamer um, which is a, oh, uh, an LGBTQ um, gaming convention oh, that yeah, happens you, in San Francisco. Yeah, it's really cool, actually. Uh, and uh, they had a panel about writing, um, like, the Dragon Age games, basically. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they talked about all the mistakes they made with Dragon Age 2, where they're like, everybody's every orientation, and you can bang whoever you want, and that just feels wrong. So then right. when they were doing 3, they're like, the writers would be like, I feel like this character is this orientation and they'd be like, okay. And then they just went with that, but they tried to cover everything. So there's like a trans character. There's one or two gay characters. Um, there's bi characters and then there's strictly straight characters. And then there's other characters that only want to 
be with elves and other characters that only want to be with humans and like other characters that don't want anything to do with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a better, I think that's, that's a pretty good representation. If I, I mean, speaking, so. speaking towards like the Bioware games, cause I feel like that's hard to talk negative about at all, just because like the game is about self like representation and choice. You know, uh-huh. yeah. So, like, if if you don't include it, then it's just like, well, that feels like the the wrong move. But um, and I'm not trying to say that this is a negative. Like, I personally love this part of the game, but in last the uh, this what is it the the DLC for The Last of Us? Spoilers if you haven't played it, but like, there's a very emotional uh like end to that story, which reveals the Ellie character's uh sexualization. And, like, to me, personally, I feel like that's integral to understanding the character on a deeper level, which makes that DLC very important And in terms of the game at large. Like, whenever, um, again, more spoilers for The Last of Us, but at the end of that game, Ellie tells that uh, story on pretty much how she lost her best friend. It doesn't reveal that, like, they kissed and stuff, but, uh, like, it puts it into this different context. I've heard from people that are like, oh, they just threw that in there because... It's SJWs. I feel like that's such a nearsighted. Yeah, yeah, it's such a. I hate that. Like, I hate that that term in general. I do too. Like, just it's just like a. Oh, I'm I'm standing up for people. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Anything you well, it's just like anything you don't like or you think is like even slightly progressive. You're just like, oh, it's just the fucking the social justice warriors. They're at it again, and it's like, okay, you're no. But, I mean, on the other flip of that coin, just to be controversial here, like I personally feel like it's it's completely fine for a developer to write and create a game based on his or her own position and and their sure. own representation in life. So, like, yeah. I don't see a problem with the fact that there are so many games that are just about generic white dudes, because like I understand that that the game industry is is much more diverse than people would think, but like. You also have to take into account that, like, you're also making it markable and whatever, whatever. But, like, I don't have a problem that Nate's yeah, a white straight dude because... I don't, I don't know if I, I agree do. with the whole, like, this is just because this is the... I, yeah. This, this is the... Because that's just, like, a call the majority. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. And this is why it's so tough, right? Like, it's tough talking about this stuff. Right. But, like, just speaking as an Asian American, I never care to play as an Asian guy. Like, when I make a character in a game... Like, and I identify with my Korean side much more than I do my American, but it's just like, like if I walk out in the street, I don't think people would recognize me as American. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, so I never make a, an Asian guy when I'm playing video games. I always make a white dude. And, it, and that's just because like, I'm maybe I'm just like so desensitized or uh, not desensitized, but used to white people just being protagonists in games that like, and in, in media in general. But like I, I just never find that to be something that's as detrimental to my experience of a game, you know. Mm-hmm. Just speaking uh, personally, I don't, I don't. I'm not saying it's a detriment. I'm just saying like, in terms of, I was saying this um, earlier about Spider-Man because he's in uh, Civil War. Spoilers. <laughs> um, well, I was saying something about like, I mean, I've I've seen. Peter Parker as Spider-Man like 50 million goddamn times, you know? Mm. And at this point, it's like... I'm a white dude. I've lived that experience my whole life. And I see it so much that, like, it's just boring to me now. 
when it's like it's another white kid i'm like okay but i but that was like how interesting would it be to have a like a comic or a movie where spider-man was like a girl like a chinese kid like living yeah. in the u.s and he, had to, half black, and he had half to have Hispanic yeah, or, young or, kid or, named Miles Morales. <laughs> yeah, or Miles, Miles Morales. But just yeah. go with me for a second. I'm yeah. just saying, like, what if that was, what if that was a thing? Like, and he had to deal with, you know, the, the uh, like Asian American experience, and be a super. I'm like, I've never heard that story before. Like, that's I, I, I really appreciate this idea because, like, there was uh, something somebody was saying. They were like a Superman. The idea of Superman existing in the world as a white person is very integral to that character because if he was, for instance, a black person living in especially the time when the comics were created, but in you know the Midwest in some farm town in Kansas, his life will be forever different than right. growing up as Clark Kent. It's some a totally different experience. Right. Yeah. So like there's there is very important things that add to a character outside of or that exist within their race and their identity and their sexuality. Yeah which I think a lot of people gloss over whenever they hear that like X character is, you know, whatever. And I think a big problem with that is that people aren't willing to create new characters that are based around that. They're, they're more willing to take an existing character, take a, like just put a spin on them, make them whatever for like X amount of years and then reboot the reboot, the comic or video game or whatever it is as normal. And I have a big problem with that. Like for instance, Thor right now is a lady still. Yeah, but it's not actually. Sorry. See, I don't have a problem with that because I'm like, it's a comic book. I don't know. I mean, in general, no, I never have a problem whenever there's diversity in comics. Like, I love it. Like, the new Miss Marvel comics are fucking fantastic. Yeah. The the, the problem I have specifically with Thor. Or she was who she was. Yeah, but it's like a mantle, you know, that passes down Captain Marvel. Yeah, but you could. But I'm saying you could argue that they argue that in the comic book that the, the, the Thor mantle is that's the thing mantle because is donald blake is not really yeah but it hasn't been that way for a long time and they've called thor now odin's son which is like like he's a completely different character in the moment because he's got this robot arm and this big axe and he's a badass don't get me wrong but i'm saying like what does it change about thor by just making thor a woman for a period of time you know like, you're not doing anything substantial to the character because you're eventually going to turn it back to normal Thor. This won't matter in the grand scheme of things. And that's my problem with it. I'm not saying there should be a Miss Thor. I'm saying, like, the power structure that is involved with classical uh, just comic book mythology at the moment is so messed up that it's probably impossible to do something like that. But when I look at, like, interesting characters that have been added into the mythos, like, for instance, how DC has added Batwoman, who's a completely new character as of you know, maybe five years ago or something like that. And she's a lesbian. And, you know, on the surface level, it's just like, oh, okay, she's a lesbian, whatever. Like, they just they just did that because they're social justice warriors. But, <laughs> like, actually, like, there's so much that ties into that character because she's in a relationship with the other lesbian uh, new, the question, who's a, a lesbian woman now who used to be a man. Like, there's all these things at play. Batwoman Didn't is that now... happen in, in 52? Not to get off on a huge tangent. Tangent. No, that was pre-New new 52. It continued No, not into New it, 52, though. the book 52. Oh, uh, the lead-up? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure the question died, and then What's-Her-Name became... The que- whatever. Anyway. Uh, yeah. That's some deep lore that back I like. I, games. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. Back back. It, well, it's all the same, right? Like, yeah. games and media 
pop culture it, it all ties back into itself so like my big issue with with anyone who says like diversity for diversity's sake is like i i agree to an extent because it's like if there is no point to a character being x y or whatever i guess like that's just bad writing for the character you know you should obviously add the depth to make them interesting but like we need more diversity for more because more people are playing games and like these these people have existed forever anyways so like they need someone to relate to just right. as I do just as you do and it's very important for the growth of this industry not just from a development perspective but in an artistic one sorry i've been blabbering no it's much. good oh, no, it's good you're spewing a plus stuff here this is great a plus a plus great a <laughs> um but uh yeah i would i agree with that um i like uh one of the crazy things that's been happening um since force awakens came out i think is that a lot oh, more, is that I mean, a movie? Is that a, movie? <laughs> uh, a lot of like i know women liked star wars before i'm not saying that they didn't there and there were cool characters but for the most part like i don't think there like was really a character like luke or anyone that or yeah. Han that like women or I mean, little girls could look up to, and then too. yeah, and then after Ray, it's like the amount of times I've been to Target and I see mm. like little girls freaking out because they see lightsabers or they see a standee of Ray, and then their parents are like trying to drag them away from it yeah. because they're like, <laughs> I need to buy shampoo or whatever the fuck adults right, buy, yeah. and then you know, and their kids like, but no, I want like you know, like that is right. cool to me, and and I'm. If I ever have a daughter, I think that that's awesome that there's characters like Rey and Ahsoka, Tano, and stuff that they can look up to. And like, I want more of that in video games. And there's not really. It's mainly like just yeah, brooding yeah. There is no one guys to look up to. Yeah, yeah. There's not a whole lot out there as far as like the you know the single player like characters that we can relate to that are not just dudes. I mean, like the only people right. I I can't think of too many. I can think of the 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 protagonist from Transistor is a woman, right? Yes. And then the mm -hmm. then we have uh, yeah. Red. we have Laura. Laura. This Laura. is the problem. We can name them all. We have uh, <laughs> like, we have mirrors. The girl from right, Mirrors yeah. Edge on one handers. Yeah. The girls from like Mirrors. that's the that's yeah. part of the problem is that we can sit here and be like, yeah, we have Laura and we have this and we have that. That's <laughs> no. like kind of part of the issue. Like that it should just be like a you know, a, a thing like it should, or well, it, it mean, should be a thing to the point where it's like not a thing. You know what I mean? Well, it, actually, that that's that, no, no, you're mm -hmm. actually hitting on something cool here. Cause actually, um, I think a game that's really doing that well. And Josh, you're going to agree with me is overwatch. Overwatch is yeah. like, yeah, dude. Cause the my, most diverse of, cast in a video game. Exactly. Ever. And one I've of my seen. favorite characters <laughs> is Farah. And Farrah's great. Yep. Yeah. And uh, as a guy who like who mostly connects with you know male video game characters, like to instantly go to the female ones is you know it's a bit of a new experience for me. It's the same thing happens in Battleborn for me too. I play as this character called Reyna, who is a you know girl with a laser pistol, and you know she's cool. But uh, you know I, I play as the female characters a lot because they're the ones that have the powers that I like, and you know I just don't I don't make that distinction. And it's you know it's. I think it's mm. it's something that not a lot of games have done in the past because a lot of it just they stick very safely. They just it's either just an avatar or it's you know or it's a dude. You know, uh -huh. um, right. I really like what Overwatch does. I like what Battleborn's doing. I like I think they're both doing great work with that, and they're just breaking down the barriers for the most part. And it's diversity, and it's done well. 
There was a I would story agree, yeah. that I yeah. read. There's a story I read coming out from the Fable Legends. You talking about the box art? Yeah, I wanted to I bring that up. I was about to bring this up, so cool. There we go. Right on. More hive kind <laughs> stuff. Yeah. What'd you guys think of that? Or should we explain it to listeners? You should explain it, because I don't think a lot of people yeah. even really talked about it. Okay, yeah, because like... I talked the, about uh, it, but I don't know if anybody else really did. Yeah, the, was it? there was a, an ex-Lionhead guy who came out throwing shade at saying that like they had presented an idea for Fable 4, and on the box art, they had well, I thought planned... this was Fable 2. Was it Fable? Okay, my mistake. I thought it was the box art for Fable 2 was supposed to have this. Regardless... I have no fuck. It's fine. Keep but, going. Yeah, same idea. Same idea. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, there was the plan for a black woman to be on the cover, and it was denied by Microsoft. Mm. So let's talk about that. And I actually, to go along with this, when I, I think you linked to that tweet or whatever, like one mm-hmm. of the top tweets I saw just like infuriated me, and it was, oh, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was like, and I, and I didn't, I think infuriated. Maybe I'm being a little crazy it maybe didn't make it that bad it just it just rubbed me the wrong way it was this guy who was like this doesn't offend me i'm a black person and this doesn't offend me it's just them like you know uh sticking with like market forces or whatever and i thought that was the worst i was like that i was like first of all you're assuming that there's like that like black women don't play games which i know for a fact is false because one of my friends is a black woman who is literally obsessed with hearthstone and so i'm like i already know this is complete bullshit this is totally wrong and i'm like and even if that was the case even if it was a majority of white dudes playing video games that doesn't mean it's okay to just like yeah, just do that because it's like, oh, it's the majority. It's like, so what? And and but, I, mean, I think in the same, and I, in the, in the I think same in a way, way, it makes a statement. Like the box art being a, a a a black woman is actually like a really powerful statement where it's like, you can be anybody. This is for anybody. You know what I mean? Like, and that's yeah, part of what I makes what Fable saying. cool and important. But yeah, like I see what you're saying, and I do agree to you to an extent. It's just like. I think back to the uh, the casting for Scarlett Johansson, right, in Ghost in the Shell, oh, and it's like, yeah. you know, that was super contentious. But like, I know this is this doesn't make it okay. Like you were saying, I do wholeheartedly agree with that part. But like, there, I think there's still uh, something to be said about how the business side of how games and media works in general is established on a precedent of practically racism. Basically, so right, yeah. So, I would, like, but I would idea... argue that's a little different because the the Scarlett Johansson thing is an established uh, character, and it's more about like the person, like the singular person. The argument isn't that uh, because like uh, we couldn't sell this movie because it's a uh, it would be an Asian person. The idea was like we couldn't sell this movie because we needed someone like Scarlett Johansson who's a big name. It's a little different. Right, yeah. No. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Like a, but I mean, you could say the same thing about Mass Effect. You know, like how Mass Effect Three's reversible cover has the female character on it. Yeah, it was a direct but response like, to the criticism on the, of. On the, yeah. Why is femship not on the normal cover? You know, like there's there's questions like that out there, and and I don't know what what a good answer is outside of just the basic defense that like, you know, when you are selling a game, there's statistics 
I'm I'm sure there's statistical data. I'm not saying that I know because I definitely don't. Uh, I don't have anything in front of me. So yeah. this could be just, just all bullshit. But like, I'm assuming there's statistical data that proves uh, the same reason why Bioshock Infinite's cover only has Booker DeWitt holding that shotgun, like it's some sort of Call of Duty game. You know, like that whole I hated that was cover old, art. Like, it was super dumb, right? But like, the reason that they chose that apparently is that uh, what's his face Ken Levine went to like a frat house and he asked all the kids there is like, have you ever heard about this game or whatever? And like put up the cover or, or something, but like it, their reaction enforced practically a change in the cover art that hopefully led to more sales and stuff. But like, I, I, I don't I'm know that you should that, go to a frat house in search of like business decisions. But that's the thing. A Bioshock. frat house is like a representation of like a lowest, a lowest it's like a representation denominator. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cut, and yeah and like, he got cut off. Yeah. But why cater to the, to well, because that's how you sell. Lowest you know? like, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's that's the best idea, especially in terms of like just engaging with your audience. But I mean, I, I do believe that there is a an argument that can be made on that's import on how important that is. No, I, I definitely don't think so. I I think like you can. I, I don't think so. I think in this day and age, you could sell like. To a more diverse audience with more diverse cover art, it doesn't have to be like a white dude with his back turned with a gun like that. that I don't know, co- dude. Like I live so in the boring. Midwest. I live in the Midwest, and that stuff is what sells. You know, like I, I walk into a GameStop, and I see kids that will m- be mad about stuff like, "Oh, look at this SJW stuff!" Like that exists all around me. And I know I live in Columbia, Missouri, which is a liberal town in comparison to the rest of Missouri, but. I don't know. I Stomach's yeah, but that it's that tough. but those people are wrong. <laughs> they should of course they they, and they of should course know they they're wrong. They That's what I'm saying. Game. Well, I no, think this like, is this, like, is, this really, is more a business than it is an art. Yeah. This is such an interesting discussion because we are from literally three different points in the country. Uh, yeah, you know, like I'm in Jersey, which is like a kind of a spattering of both people, like where caught where you're from, Kyle, and people like where you're from, Josh. <laughs> Whereas, you know, you guys have you know. Missouri is Missouri, Kyle. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, Josh, California is more like kind of like a socially progressive area. At least the at least the north part where I live, it yeah, is. The southern part area. of it is not. Well, it's you know L.A. and stuff. Well, anyway, right? Um, except L.A. Well, yeah. except L.A. But then the minute you get outside L.A., it's just like okay. Yeah, it's but, uh, uh, yeah. But uh, I can I can see both arguments uh, at same. But I guess because like. I don't know. Like when when I look at these when I look at these companies, my initial thought, and this is what I was going to say at first, was that no matter how racist, ignorant, or unsightly it is, if it's the one that makes the most money, these companies are going to pick it. Um, they don't particularly care about the the, poli- the the backlash because, for the most part, that just goes to their PR department, and that's what they have that for. Um, I guess I think of it. No, it seems like companies care a lot more about backlash yeah, than ever. I think it's starting to affect it's change. starting to get there, but I I don't know. I think of it a lot more pra- like I feel like they're a lot more pragmatic, and I see it more in a pragmatic way. You know, and that they're looking for what is going to get them money. They're not necessarily looking at like what is necessarily the right thing to do. They're just looking. They're saying, will the right thing to do make us the most money in the long term? And then they'll they make the decision based on that. And that's why some of these companies are starting to move right. over. There, there are companies that are socially conscious just for money's sake, you know? Yeah, I mean, the but thing. then again, there are companies that are socially conscious for social for being socially conscious. I mean, they're just it, yeah. it's, it's a thing. Yeah. 
Uh, I would say works. Disney's a really good example of that. Like they recently, I mean, for years, like the last 20 years, like the really, really, really right wing religious community is convinced that Disney ha- is like part of the gay agenda. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, Disney even recently, like um, there was that whole, I, I don't even know, was it North Carolina or South Carolina that had the whole, I think it was uh, North. the bathroom thing or whatever. Um, yeah. Disney has a lot of business there and they did a lot of filming there. And when that happened, they released this statement that like, they've always been like uh, very uh, uh, progressive with, like LGBT people and they try to have like inclusive like employment environments and stuff. And they said that that law has forced them like to, they said they're not going to do any business like in North Carolina again, like until they, until that happens, like they're not going to do any filming there or anything if that was a thing. And mm-hmm. that's kind of a big deal. Like there's not yeah. a lot of companies that can actually swing the their weight like that. Yeah. Like Disney is in a place where they can stay, say that and affect change, you know? Right. And I think I applauded them for that. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I I agree. Yeah, but it's like the thing. But I it's like know. nothing. Nothing changes unless unless it's like the more people that do the backwards dude with the shotgun art, it's like it just makes it worse. You know, it's like if you like the only way it's ever gonna change is if you just like if you just do it. You know what I mean? Which is part of like. True. But, my argument with like even in like a business thing if like you work at a company that only has like employs white dudes it's like you're more likely to probably only hire white dudes and it's like mm-hmm. that doesn't really give you any outside input on like a different perspective on like different cultures or anything it's like if you actually just did a little bit of diversity for diversity's sake you might actually have like you know you would have a great like a greater understanding of like certain things like yeah. in, in across multiple how many studios are giving, able to do that you know you're giving me a flashback to my first job out of college because my first job i was essentially hired by a company that literally like 99.9 percent of the people who work there were white dudes that were my age and oh, nice. it literally <laughs> felt like i i graduated college and i was hired by a fraternity it was it exactly was, it was that bad like literally like company trips oh, went to like this like this like soup like basically whenever the company would do get-togethers outside of work it would always be at like these like super nice clubs down in atlantic city or you know like Jesus. um you know it was like we were always going to the like it was always like like a lot of the events we would run would be at like these like beach events you know like jersey shore type stuff it was like it was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like i was it, it was like like it was like that. I was like, I was like, exactly. this exists. Like, this is a thing. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like people want to say, like, oh, you should have the but, the best person for this job or something. But you're, but in a way, when you say that, sometimes you're assuming that someone else of of some other race can't do the job just as well. You know what I mean? Right. No. I'm, it's like, it's like, oh, if this person's the best at being a community manager, they should be hired. It's like, sure, but like. You're well, obviously, that this yeah. other person couldn't be a community manager too, because it's like I don't know. It's 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 weird and squirrely, but yeah, but... I think I think it's fine to do it for for the sake of doing it because it gives it gives more like broader perspectives and yeah. Honestly, the 
the white man is not hurting because of it. About the cover right. art thing. I mean, I can see that, like, I definitely would think it's a great idea for a company to try to push the boundary a bit if they're not in a bad financial spot. I mean... I, I see, I, but I would go even further and say, like, they should push but that's it. That's the thing, right? Like, you can't really do that sort of thing unless you're in a position of power. Like, yeah. it's the same thing with, for instance, uh, Jason Schreier from Kotaku recently did this whole thing. And I know this is getting very, very off topic. Not trying to make this more political than it already is, by the way, but he was just saying it like, was going to get political. Him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but he was talking about setting up a writer's union for video game journalists and, like, whether you're for or against that, whatever. But, like, you know, he's in a place where he can comfortably say that, right? Like, of course, he's putting some risk on the line, yeah. obviously. But, you know, all unions or whatever do. But, like, you know, it's impossible for someone who's working at, you know, some some small, small site where, like, he's not getting paid very much to be like, hey, listen, I'm going to start a union. And it's like, they'll probably fire him. Yeah. It's the same thing with, like, if you're a game studio. And let's let's say this is Paradox Interactive, right? This is like a wonderful stu- wonderful company that I, I love almost every game that they publish. They do Magicka. They do, like, a, what was that recent game that I... They do a lot music? of indie I think games. The point is they're, they're like, yeah, a they're mid-tier indie, developer. But... Yeah, yeah, they're very, yeah, they're very small. And, like, seeing them do a game with, like art and promotion for diversity's sake, like as an, as admiral as that can be, like what if statistically speaking, like that just doesn't provide them the numbers that they need to sell this big game that could potentially sell even more like this, like this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Games are a business more than they are an art, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can make that argument for most of the media at this point. I mean, it's, you know, they're, almost all they're sure. But, like but my argument is that like, but my argument is that that whole idea that like this will sell more doesn't go away unless you force it to. You know what yeah, I'm but saying? You, you can like you, you'll probably that do that like, are only people in power. You know, that's yeah. my point. And coming from a perspective of, you know, saying that, you know, that if you just try to force it, it may not work well and it may cause a lot of developers to shut down if their game doesn't do well um that's a lot of jobs lost and that's a lot of you know i mean shaking of the status a reminder donald trump has the republican nomination and is sweeping the nation and there is a lot of trump supporters you know like this quick forcing of social issues and stuff like that where to to a lot of markets that aren't ready for it could potentially have strong backlashes i mean that's that's my personal theory on to why Donald Trump is doing so well in the polls. You know, I think it has more to do with like uh, a group who who is who has more power when when things start equalizing and they feel like they're losing power because things are changing. Where it's that's yeah, not that's, actually that's exactly, the case. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I mean. Though, like there are but people like, that legitimately feel though that their own opinions and feelings, however racist, bigotry. Uh, sexist whatever they are they like feel like they're being infringed upon and i'm not saying that that's right or wrong i'm just saying that like there are people that exist like that on mass like much larger than people i think really expect or even estimate you know like i i'm not saying that is right either you know like i i totally agree with the point you said that like even though it's a good business decision it doesn't mean that it's right because that is forcing people to therefore go and be represented by people that don't understand them which 
which isn't cool. And if we're yeah. talking about games as a medium, you know, we need that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm not but, saying I'm not saying I like it. I'm and, and let right. me let me clarify yeah. that. I'm not saying that I like that what I've been saying. I'm just saying that I acknowledge that as the truth. <laughs> it's not it's not something I like. I don't like the fact that, you know, this like guy with the gun over the shoulder thing is what sells and that companies are too afraid. To... I fucking hate it. Yeah. It's yeah, the most I hate that. uninteresting shit. But in I world. understand why they do it. That's not my, that's not, it's not a lack of understanding. It's just disappointment. But anyway, and the thing is like, if there's a, if there's a defense point for a company to do it, then they're going to defend it with that position every single time until it's undefendable. You yeah. know? Right. 100%. It's like the Doom box art. That's like, exactly what I was about to bring Exactly. Up. Yeah. It's the that, stupidest That is the worst. It's the that, worst that box is, I mean, how quickly I, did you put pull it? Oh, uh, you didn't buy a physical, did you? No, I bought it on Steam. Yeah, because you're a PC player. Like, the second I got it, opened it up, and I turned it. Put it on the other one, one, the cool one. Yeah, Yeah, because it's awesome. Uh, why didn't they just I use actually, that? It's so, it's so good looking. This doesn't affect the way I see the game honestly but i actually am kind of surprised that there's no option to pick a pick a gender and doom i know that's weird to say because it's always been doom guy but i'm like i don't i don't know i feel like it's time i don't know like that's, that's another interesting point like what do you feel yeah. about the rumors where like link is possibly going to be uh I, I thought those were squashed start? either way like what do you feel about it i think it's fine i don't care yeah, I'd be cool with that. I'd be down. With I'd that. be totally. I actually kind of want that, <laughs> like, yeah. in a way. I know this like, is dumb, awesome. but like I struggle. I struggle with stuff like that because like I have a very strong attachment to just the tradition game set and like the precedent. Well, and so like I know it's meaningless and dumb. It's just like knowing that Link is no longer this archetypal male blonde guy, blonde elf dude, but he can also be Linkle. Well, Link has always like I feel like well that's it's weird because Link is also kind of half of a uh, of a, of a um, what's the word I'm looking for something to project yourself onto a, uh, yeah he's a surrogate he's a surrogate yeah so um, so having a female version of that doesn't necessarily detract from you know his surrogate that nature yeah know, that's it why it makes it like better for women but but, but let's let's the, ask a different question a different Nintendo character what if Mario's that, I feel like it's the same thing because, like, changing their gender fundamentally redefines that character's relationship with pretty much the goal. Yeah, and like there have been episodes. There's been like long talks of how Nintendo's like archetypal storytelling has been sort of sexist, and I don't know if I agree or disagree with that, but I do believe that like there there is an important uh, tie between characters' relationships in these worlds, just because they're based on such, you know, like a simple ways of storytelling so like if mario for instance is now a girl does that mean you gender swap peach because then it's just gonna be like well yeah, then... why not but that's yeah exactly like because then automatically women can now uh project themselves onto mario saving yeah i Prince can peach. Yeah. <laughs> and i can see that but, that provoking a much harsher reaction than the link thing i don't know why yeah. like it just seems like i feel like, I feel that... like just because mario is more cartoony and set in concrete than link yeah. is because link isn't is a I wouldn't call it an RPG, but it's like that sort of a game because it's an adventure. You go out in a, in a big giant world, and Mario's just a platformer. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, was... I do severely struggle with this because, like, I I don't want to be that guy that's just like, no, I don't want my Link to be a girl because it's like, 
it's not that I attach myself to Link or, or relate to Link in any way, you know, because he's just... How, I mean, a, how could you? Exactly, yeah. He doesn't talk. He He's just a dude. But, like, I don't want to be running... A, like, I guess really it comes down to it doesn't matter because I, as long as I can still pink, pick Link yeah. dude, and like, I'm fine. But I don't know, just this idea that, like, they don't care about that tradition or precedent anymore, I think is the thing that bothers me which is in direct contrast of the idea of they're pushing things towards social change, which should be always a good thing. So that's, and like, I, I, I react so weird to this internal struggle because like, I I understand it's dumb, but like it exists. And I'm not going to say that I don't feel that way, you know? No, 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 I'm not, I'm I, I can definitely relate in that regard. I mean, uh, it's, it, it feels strange. It does. But I think that really the key to making this palpable for everyone is just making is having choice. You know, it's not like Josh, you yeah. mentioned the fact that having a selectable female avatar for Doom, selectable, not having yeah. just the the protagonist of Doom being female like that would that would definitely rub some people the wrong way. I'm not saying you know I would necessarily care, but I'm just saying that yeah. a lot of people would be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But uh because that is yeah. permanently changing the character. It's not. It's I mean, not unless you a choice. Unless you're trying to tell a specific, like if you're playing Tomb Raider, it's like I kind of want it yeah. to just be Lara, you know? Yeah, I would be really uh, weird if if Laura Croft, if there was a selectable man like guy character in Tomb Raider, that would yeah. be weird. It'd be gross. Like, well, if it's a very low, like a, a very. Uh, See, it depends on the game too. Yeah. Like Doom Guy, the reason I wouldn't care is because it's fucking Doom Guy. Who gives a shit? Right. It's like well, there's no backstory to him. He doesn't about... talk. He just goes brr and like hits yeah. things. What about? What, Actually, what I don't even think he goes brr. What do you think about the idea that like the masculinity of Doom Guy is representative of the game in general? I'm not trying to say that. This um, is a, I actually this would is a bad sort idea. of kind of I, I kind of agree with that. Like I was telling a friend yesterday. Uh, on when we were playing games and stuff, I was like, you know, it's interesting. I feel like Doom, especially this one with all the glory kills and stuff, I said, I feel like they just took testosterone and like crammed yeah. it down into a game. So it's like, I can, like, I wouldn't blame a, a woman for like not being interested in it at all because it's just right. so aggressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know? a little known fact actually, uh, the, the PlayStation camera and the Xbox Connect actually measure your boner when you're playing the game. Oh, well, it's fucking... oh, fun fact! It's, 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 it's fun rock fact. hard as it gets, man. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, How much testosterone's pumping? It's like that yeah, scene it, from uh... Awesome Reach. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that video. <laughs> oh, dude. Wait, how does it start? And he's like, "Are you are, are you ready for Hangover Reach? Ready? Ready doesn't even <laughs> fucking describe it." <laughs> oh my god! Hangover yeah, Reach, and they're just like dude, growling I... like animals the whole time. My my friend and I used to say that line constantly. Ready, like ready doesn't even fucking describe it. It's like the funniest thing ever. But no, I I I, I can see that too. Like the the like Doom. I don't see it as being very uh, like just. I don't I don't I, I could I could I could totally understand if like a, like women were like this is just like. Right. dude boner in a game you know what i mean yeah, like because it the kind thing, of the, is the uh, franchise that i think did this the best is halo because like halos one through three are these mass like we were talking about masculine just over stereotype giant master chief 
simulations and it's just dumb, you know? Yeah. Like, there's story, whatever. Um, then we get to, like, ODST, where you're the rookie, still a dude, uh, even though you're a nameless, voiceless character. And then you get to Reach, which is where I think they really did a good job at, like, setting a new president. Because it's like, about with cat. it's a different story. Yeah, it's a different cast. You can now create your own soldier, and this is going to be very important to the story. And not like your character in the story, like your gender is important, but just I felt like that was a, a that really goes cool back way to too. my but that goes back to my argument. Like it should be important until it's not important. Like uh, a good example of uh, here it goes. I'm gonna bring up Destiny because I always bring mm-hmm. it up. Uh, the, I think that game does. Uh, gender and stuff in it in the fact like really well in the fact that it's like mm-hmm. basically not Armor's even like acknowledged <laughs> yeah because yeah. it's like uh it doesn't matter you know it's like right. yeah it doesn't, I agree. it doesn't fall into it's that like mmo leader, trap yeah yeah one of the leaders like the human vanguard leader is a black woman and no one comments like on it it's just like yep that's a core there's, there's, there's not a single white dude on the vanguard there's not. It's just a Nathan robot, a, a robot. purple man, and a black woman. So, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm pretty sure that yeah, it, I'm pretty sure that's Nathan Fillion and Gina Torres. I think. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Yeah, and uh, whoever the dude was in, and then the guy of... who always holds his nose. Is it good? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I love his voice, man. It's so is cool. It, yeah, is it moves? Put it down. <laughs> yeah, I, I Zavala, dude. I, I like him. He's too. my he's my boy. My boy, he's always like, go kill it, I don't care. I, like, but yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that, because like, I think it takes the disciplines they learned from from uh, Reach, right? Because like, right. it's the same thing in that game, where if you make a female character, the only difference is that your your model is slightly changed. Like, There's not a big right. difference. And it's and it's not like in this way where it's overly gratuitous, and like your your chest is fucking popping out and shit like that. Right. It's just, you know, it's it's slightly shaped different because females' bodies are shaped differently, and and that's how Destiny approaches it. And I love that, and I think that's that's how if you're going to redefine something like that, I love doing it in that way because like it doesn't make anyone upset. It's not like you know you're redefining a character who's already existed, who you've already attached to, in any dif- in any way possible. It's also your character. Yeah, yeah, I love that ownership over it. Yeah, I think um, that's a, that provides a lot of depth. Yeah, I just I love this conversation, man. There's so much to it, which is I know it's insane. But I I do get upset. Uh, it's funny because I think it's a big deal, but at the same time, it's like not a big deal in a in a weird way. Like it's a big deal because I want more representation, but then it sometimes it's like it's not a big deal because it's a video game. But then the other part of me is trying to say like, well, our, the media we create really represents our values as a society you know like a hundred years from now they'll look back at the books we write and the movies we make and stuff and they'll know like because when you watch a movie from the 30s and you see something like racist in it where they just think it's fine you're like that's not fine you know what i mean like it's because at that time it was fine you're fucking weird back then (laughs) yeah (laughs) So I was waiting, uh, like, does anybody get the reference? Yeah, um, but it like that, but it that is true that like what we make really defines and presents like what we actually believe is as as people. And all those 
people that complain about like social justice, man, you know, I almost feel like it's, it's like the, like the, the tide is turning and it's like, this is just sort of them lashing out at the time tide turning in a way. That's what it is. That's exactly what I think it is. Like even with like the whole GG movement, I felt like it was this huge temper tantrum. Um, What's GG? Oh no! I'm not even gonna. Just... I'm not even gonna say the name. Don't even say the name. <laughs> we're just. We're... Don't acknowledge. Oh, I know what it is. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Nicole just said they'll find you. Putting that one back uh... <laughs> back in the morgue where it belongs. Yeah. yeah. Not... Um, and it it. I mean. <laughs> It's it's like it's it's all it's like sort of its last last loud gas sort of and I it think sucks. it's gonna last a while though you know it probably will it'll take years it's gonna take a yep. long time I feel I like mean, it's gonna be like a whole generation I mean there was I mean there was slavery in this country for like almost two hundred years and uh, and even then it took another <laughs> and even then long? it's still not it's equal. still not over yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's still like still not shit. equal we still have all these social yeah. problems and racists and and sexists are everywhere and it's like it's it takes a long time to 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 initiate change but at least at least in our media we we should be able to you know i'm saying we as the white people but like like <laughs> everyone should be able to feel powerful somehow i feel like that's what's so cool about video games it's like no matter who you are you know i should be able to to feel like I connect with a character or I, you know, get yeah. to do something in my life that I don't normally get to do. And, and none of that matters in this space. You know what I mean? And yes, dude, that's part of 100%. it. So I don't know. We'll see. This argument's going to happen forever. Probably as long as I'm alive. We'll but... probably have another topic similar right. to this at some point in our future. Probably because some I'm stupid sure. shit's yeah. going to happen probably tomorrow, literally <laughs> after. <laughs> literally yeah. after we talked Someone's about gonna all this, something's going to happen. And we're going to go, get... God damn it. Yeah, like Peter Molyneux is going to be like, I don't think the Holocaust ever happened or something. <laughs> like, oh, God damn it. Here we go. <laughs> I would just be like, oh, damn. I was just you. kidding. Like, I, he's never said that. I'm just joking because I like doing his voice. But like, uh, yeah, it, it's it's like somebody tomorrow is going to say something really stupid and then we're going to have to bring it up. But yeah, it's this. Uh, yeah. This is a hard one, and we've been talking for like almost three hours. So yeah, Jesus, gotta, yeah this is a long one. This is a long yeah. one. It's uh, past two a.m. in New Jersey. Holy right now. crap! Yeah, let's wrap this up. So, yeah, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Um, so yeah, do we have any? I, I dare I ask, do we have any final thoughts on this? Uh, <laughs> it's a big controversial that's... topic, and uh, I think everyone made good points even when we were disagreeing and i'm glad that we're all such good friends that we can disagree with each other and still be really respectful and uh i love you guys (laughs) we love you too love you too buddy buddy. i don't even know that we were like even disagreeing all that much not too much yeah i'm sure there's somebody yelling at their at their podcast right now but we all know how to adult so yeah there's like a five degree difference if anything, <laughs> five. Yeah. How dare you go down to eighty-two degrees? <laughs> I'm furious. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm tired. So, anyway, yeah. um, that'll be it for our show tonight. We want to thank you guys for listening to this extra lengthy episode of the Xbox Best yes, Friends. Thank you. 
Thank you. Uh, once again, if glad you guys... to have Nate back. Also, oh yeah, and he yeah. Were... that wasn't a that was not a guest appearance. He is back for good now. <laughs> yeah, so, he uh, apparently he he had uh, he had to pick up his sister from the airport, and she showed up early, so he had yeah. to leave. So, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, uh, we're glad what to have life? him back. Uh, once again, we want to thank you guys for watching. Uh, I'll reiterate the whole thing. You know, if, uh, if you're on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe and comment. We definitely appreciate that. If you're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, we're also on SoundCloud. I forgot about that in the beginning. Uh, give us a like, give us a review. And we thank you guys for watching again. And we will see you next week. Peace out. Bye.